Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel Jones. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, stop, stop the music. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It's a format change. This is our anniversary show. It's been right. one whole right. year. It's been a oh. whole year. We're going to bring a fresh face to this pod, a fresh sound. Cue the new track. That's more like it. Yeah. Back. Cast is back. Mr. Know It All, KG Cast, coming to your earbuds once again this week. Never to miss one again. Man, today is the anniversary show. Cast, how you feeling, bro? Things might have changed, but one thing that won't change. Hey now. And also Cass another and I thing. Forever. Also another thing. Every time you open a beer. I'll do a Stone Cold Steve Austin impression, even though they're not good. And I'm drinking now, just like every episode. Let's have a good time. It's been one freaking year, baby. Actually, let's get a bleep in. It's been one year, baby. Oh, Hell yeah. yes, it is. Let's Hell yes, it. it has, man. I am so pumped. And I could not have asked for two better shows to be covering, too. Wow. NXT Worlds Collide on Saturday. WWE's Royal Rumble 2020 on Sunday. Good Lord, thank you, Jesus. What, I mean, God, just like it is an overview, how amazing was this past weekend just to be a wrestling fan? It was uh, as as good as it gets. I mean, as good as it possibly gets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I, 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 don't, I don't think, I think that even if I would have booked something in my mind, I think that this would have been better than what I booked in my mind. Um, I mean, I mean, just, it, it, it was great. Great job on both shows in my opinion. Yeah. And you know what you, whenever WWE and and nowadays does something bad, everybody wants to, including you sometimes blame it on old Brucey Bruce Pritchard. So I think everybody just needs to give a little credit to Bruce because Bruce is in the house (laughs) and Bruce is getting the job done because guess what? I love it. I love it. I love you. And so does Bruce. I know. Well, you, well, well, you know. But before, we'll start shout out to Bruce too hard, before you start rubbing Bruce too hard, before you start rubbing Bruce too hard, hey, um, oh, I'll rub him pretty hard, but <laughs> give him the old rub, the old Tommy Young rub. Hey, um, what did you guys, what did you guys uh, think about the last week's episode? Did you get any uh, feedback from it? Are you asking the fans right now, and I'm supposed to talk for them? What do you guys? No, no, I'm, say, I'm saying, what did you, what did you, what did you in particular think of both I shows? That's what I meant to say. I forgot I put about both things. I don't even know what they were. Both shows. Back to back. Your fault. Um, yeah, dude, that 95. And then the funny thing was, is speaking of Bruce, they did 95. Um, and they talked they about 90. how. And then they did 90. And then they, and did, then they did 2010 on the uh, JR show, I think. And then you told me how wrong I was about 95. And they both agreed that 95 Royal Rumble is one of the greatest and was a great review. So I'm going to take that as I am a genius. I'm a wrestling genius. If anybody wants any pointers of in-ring work or anything like that, I could teach, you know, I'll be like, here's my impression. I'll watch a match and I'll be like, oh, too much feeding. Oh, you're feeding. You know what? Listen, dude, I love Conrad. I love those shows. I I listen to probably more Conrad podcasts than you do, but I totally disagree with him on a lot of things. What I'm saying is I'm right. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. I was right on both shows and you were wrong. Just like you're probably going to be wrong at some point today mr know-it-all because even though i'm cagey guess what guess what guess what let me let me let's get let's guess what let me make you understand something you're sassy too hey now 
That's uh, what. There it is. That's what. It's- and I'm going to get it. And I'm right, baby. So let's go. What did you think about that show, though? What did you hear? Did you any of your little fanboys? Because Daniel has the fanboys. Anybody tell you how much they love you and how much you were right and blah, blah, yeah, blah? Yeah, of course. Of course. I always sure. get, I always sure get feedback about and how I don't even, and I don't my like booking those is just superb. Um, I don't like I those mean, I feel like you tell me more than anyone else that, that I'm right and that I have good ideas. Like, no, pretty much more I, than anyone else. I like I mean, to make people feel good, but like right when you're not listening, I'm, I go like, yeah, right. Mm. Well, speaking of making people feel good, man, let's jump right into it. We're going to kick things off. Royal Rumble had one more match than uh, NXT Worlds Collide. So we're going to kick it off here with the Royal Rumble 2020. Man, there's a nice opening package here with Stone Cold Steve Austin as like kind of the narrator. I thought oh, it was yeah. a pretty awesome segment. Um, man, no one knows how to hype a show more than like Austin, especially a Texas crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. And the crowd and like the set, I felt like was super weird though. When they came into the set and there wasn't really an entrance, like they just came up from the dugout and like the screens were, I don't know, maybe five, six feet tall at tops. Not even yeah. that. They were probably like three or four feet tall behind them. Um, I wasn't really a fan of that entrance and that set, uh, but I did like the opening package. Um, what did you think about? Uh, what did you, you think about that? Just the opening package and the set and everything. Yeah, I, I like the opening package with Austin. It was really cool. There was, you know, he used his like references of what and all that, all his stuff in it, and it made sense. That was really, really one of the best I've seen, um, you know, in the past year or so. Um, and the, I like the set. It kind of was a throwback to like how the 95 set was, where, and then the long, long runway, as you see when we get to the Royal Rumble matches. I mean, it yeah. took almost, it took I almost, do like, I do 30 like the, the long runway. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even if they were going fast, I, I even counted on one. It took like a good 30 seconds to get down to the ring. Now, if they were sprinting, you know, probably less. But if they're going a good fast pace, it was. It, I, I like that. Um, yeah. But man, this was a big stadium. This is. I'm pretty sure um, they call it something different now. But this used to be Reliant Stadium, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm Just, not sure. I think it's I'm the pretty, Houston Astros Stadium. Yeah, exactly. And that's the Reliance Stadium, and now it's called something else. Um, oh, okay. that's where WrestleMania oh, it's, was. It's Minute Maid. It's Minute yeah, Maid now. Exactly. That's where WrestleMania was for Sean Taker one. I was there. So I also like seeing Royal Rumble at such a big. And they've probably been doing these big arena stadiums for Royal Rumble uh, for a while now, but I forget. So it was good to see Royal Rumble in like a WrestleMania type atmosphere where you had. Uh, you know, it was so big that they had the the four things around the ring going in the crowd to hold up the thing that goes over there. I mean, it was yeah. it was very WrestleMania, you know. Yeah, what I'm it, was. About. it was. It wasn't, yeah, it yeah. wasn't just the normal show. So, um, it was, it was big. I mean, they made yeah, it, they made it, was, it feel big. It looked big. It looked big. I liked the other than what didn't look big was the set, but I kind of liked it. Um, Honestly, the Rumble like is my is generally my favorite pay per view. Even even more than people, Rumble, or I mean, yeah. even more than Mania. Mania, yeah, I think a lot of people agree with that because I'm the same way. You know, Royal Rumble '95 is, as I've said before, we just covered it. Kind of the reason why it all wrestling started for me. So I've always had a this Royal Rumble always has meant something. It's and also to a point you always make. It's a good pay per view to watch with a non wrestling fan. Because oh, yeah. it's throwing it over the top. It's just fun. Anybody could get into it. Everybody wants to pick a person to win, even if you don't know. If you were trying to introduce somebody to wrestling, I would, and you had to pick a pay-per-view, not just like a – you had to – for some reason, the stipulation was pick a pay-per-view for a non-wrestling fan to get them to watch. You would pick some sort of Royal Rumble, I would think. Oh, absolutely. Know, yeah, no doubt about that. the Royal Rumble match. You know, right. And pick this – if you need to, pick this pay-per-view because there's great matches and great Royal Rumble matches. So, anyway – um yeah that's all i got to say about that as steve austin would say but what do you got where are we going 
Where are we going? Right. Where are we going? Go to, uh, we're going to opening match here. It's, it's Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Uh, okay, so first of all, I think it's super weird, these, like, augmented reality graphics they put up, like, in the crowd, mm. but the crowd can't see them. So Hate it's like em. they put up these holy shit, like, graphics, and it would Hate be em. cool if, like, the crowd could see them or at least react to them. But it's like when you don't get any sort of crowd reaction, it makes no sense. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of that stuff at all. Uh, I really hope they don't really go that direction and kind of reduce the entrances and the stage like like they kind of did for this because that feels like that's why they made the screens not so big. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, maybe it was just because it was a baseball stadium. Um, but also, like, a false count anywhere match. I mean, this is going to have to be a shocker to get more than a C from me. Uh, and the only positive to this for, is that, for me at least, is that it seems to be the payoff for the feud. Um, at least I hope it was. Uh, even though I don't think it actually is, which is really a, even a bigger bummer. Um, I mean, they had like a solid little exchange in the ring. Uh, and then it's out to the crowd to like brawl. Uh, we got a choke slam through the table for a false finish. And that, I mean, that was one of the highlights. Um, the Samoan drops to the tables were good too, but the rest of the match just kind of sucked. It was way too long. Uh, all the rude Ziggler interference with the Usos and everything. Uh, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. Um, I, I don't know. And honestly too, after watching that world's collide show and then watching this, the first match, I was like, Oh no, here we go. Mm. It's going to be bad booking. Uh, it's going to be just like legitimately embarrassing. And, and I do feel like this match was forever. The only shining star to it. I th- I saw was that Reigns hit a, a spear and a clean finish. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so that's why I was like, okay, this is over. Reigns beat him. I won't have to watch these matches anymore. Um, right. So I actually gave it a star just because I thought it was the end of the feud. Uh, then I later found out that it, it wasn't. So it actually ended up getting a half a star. Because nice. I just, I just, I didn't like this match at all, man. What do you think about Roman Reigns versus King Corbin? Before I, I add to that, I have to make a correction so other people don't. Um, and it's, Reliance Stadium, where Sean versus Taker was, um, yeah. was actually at NRG. It's turned into, so it did have a name change, name change, but it changed to NRG. And then they built another stadium for the baseball team using Astros, which is Minute Maid Park. So it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. the same place. It's in oh, the same town. Um, gotcha, I just gotcha, assumed gotcha. because Reliance Stadium took place of yeah. the Houston Astrodome. It's right next to the Astrodome. So I would have yeah. thought that that's where the baseball team also played was Reliance Stadium. But no, that's just for um, that's just for the Texans and whoever else. And then the baseball has their own anyway. Um, yeah, man, I was not a, a fan of this match at all. False count anywhere. Uh, I don't like no DQ hardcore type matches in this PG era with plan. It's like, seems like they always go to these planned spots where they always go into the crowd. And there's always like this set up thing where those announcers are and they, and they, and they did it in this match two they always go up there usually they do some big spot off of there like shane mcmahon's done it a bunch uh they didn't do it this match where they just spot off of there but they did go up there it just it seems like it's so and there's no blood because of the pg era it's just something about these no dq matches don't the crowds never into them they always suck because even back in attitude era the crowd really doesn't get into a match when the the, the wrestlers are in the crowd because you can't see it you know you got to watch the titan tron it's it's just not cool, and it, it's not fun to watch at home for me. I mean, the best experience to watch it is at home, but I still don't like it, man. Um, early on, it's like a slow pace, and they're already like outside of the ring in the crowd. It was boring. They're walking around through the crowd pretty much the whole match. 
Uh, Graves is is so good at Hill commentary though, and it was yeah. showing in this match. He was just yeah. killing. It. I mean, he really is like. He even with the king, because the king's a, like a babyface announcer now. But even King wasn't commentary in this match, but later they both were. I mean, he he's like the new version of the king. I think I've said that before, but I really. Oh, I think they actually did really well together. I thought like that yeah. three man booth felt really good to me. It did. Um, it is Tom Phillips, by the way. Uh, it is not Todd. It is Tom Phillips. Yeah. And yes, Tom, he is. Tom Phillips. Todd Pettengill. Uh, and I enjoy his work. Yeah, I do too. And he was on uh, NXT show as well. Corbin puts yeah. Roman uh, through a table early on. It's a two count crowd, not getting behind anything. Uh, I, from what I saw, it was very slow. It just was slow, methodical, walking, yeah. walking, 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 a lot of walking um, back in the crowd. Um, I just thought it sucked, man. I thought it was, was very good. boring. Um, they go through another table, then Robin to Corbin, two tables. Um, but man, can't get the three count. Roman can't. Um, they go up in the raised area that I was talking about, and I was pretty sure they were going to do that Shane McMahon bump, but they didn't. And then you got uh, Bobby Roode and Ziggler come out, and you think they're going to, you know, take this one away from Reigns and help Corbin win. But then the Usos come out and get involved, but pretty much the Usos and Reigns get taken out. Um, they, they're not a real big help, the Usos. Um, and then you get the porta potty spot, you know, that kind of got the young fans into it, you could tell, and people that aren't, I don't know, that porta potty yeah. spot for me wasn't that great. But after a bunch of feeding by Corbin, I mean, Corbin was just like, <sighs> he like almost is, he's not progressing. He just didn't look, good I'm, I'm not yeah, just, just hating, not, I'm not hating on him. he wasn't good at even they're not even in the rat in the match like so it's not even like he's having the you know i understand feeding when you're hitting the ropes sometimes you just want to put your arms out and let the person do what they need to do but it's like he was just anytime roman needed to do something to him he was like giving it to him it looks so fake and that's like the opposite of what you're trying to do in professional wrestling i mean it's the opposite so the last thing you want to do is do what he was doing with the slow pace by both of them man dude uh you got a million i think there was 100 superman punches and yeah. way too long of a match walking through the crowd it was a d an f plus to a d minus for me i mean yeah, this was same boat, a, exactly. a terrible way to start off the show like yeah. you couldn't have started off the show with such anywhere a long dredging in this slow match. style yeah i agree yeah. I agree, 150 percent. Really, really bad. But man, let's uh, let's take that over to a pretty pretty different feel altogether. Uh, it's uh, over here on NXT Worlds Collide. It's a Winston Churchill black and white like open, which was super cool, like straight into a metal tune. I mm -hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. A lot. I thought it was very different. I love that like um, Triple H is now like every time he talks in the interview like it's just a, it's a different brand but it's not like we want to make sure that you realize it's a different brand. He was like if it ever starts to look like Raw or SmackDown, I'm gonna stop doing it. Like I use like I don't. He's like I yeah. want it to be a totally different thing and it is and it's fantastic. I mean it's really 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 good. Um, and I really loved uh, that new like kind of NXT logo that was on the ramp with the extra large X. Like, I would 100% buy that shirt, so I hope they start making that, or I hope they start using it or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, but the first match here is uh, Finn Balor versus, what is it? How do you say his name? I mean, uh, I know you say Dragonoff, but Dragunov. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll just call him Dragonoff, because I don't, I don't know yeah, how to don't say know his how to first say name for, properly. Um, but yeah, what do you think about the Open, and overall, I'll let you go ahead and lead on this one. 
Yeah, man. So I, the that black and white World War II Winston Churchill opening turned to like a rock song and a fast pit. I thought it was cool. I like that. Uh, that was really cool. Um, something different, you know, yeah, like kind of that yeah. uh, late 90s, early 2000s type of opening. Um, and then, you know, it's NXT versus NXT UK. They, they let that known. That's what this is pretty much. That's in the title. And it's a cool, obvious concept to have. You know, you have both these yeah. NXT brands. So why not? It's kind of like a Survivor Series type thing, but but not. Um, really cool. Like you said, yeah. it's Finn Balor versus Dragunov. Uh, starts with some chain wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, not not many notes. You know, I, I do have some. It's just solid work by both of them, man. Both very good in the ring. Uh, sh- there was some exciting high spots. Uh, Finn let the young uh, Dragunov, or if he's not young, you know, new to, to us and, and me, yeah. uh, he let Dragunov get his shine. And Dragunov, I think the same note we've wrote before when we did a Dragunov match, because I know we've talked about Dragunov for yeah. being so new, he looks so polished. I mean, yeah, he, he was he, he was very, does. very good. And Finn was like on point, man. Finn was kind of falling out of favor for me in the WWE. I think NXT is exactly what this dude needed. I mean, Absolutely. He, they had and they a, needed him too. Exactly. And and he he's such a uh, sport. He's such a champion to do it and not feel. You know, I hope he doesn't feel like he's downgraded. I hope he feels like he's helping make this the best. Oh, dude, no. The rumor, be, you know? the rumor is like the, the rumor is they're turning main roster guys away. Like there's so many, yeah. apparently there's like tons of guys every week well, look, at Raw and SmackDown. Look, they're like, hey, can I just go to NXT? Hey, can I just go to NXT? Like, right. Well, look what Sami Zayn got to do at the Rumble. He got to walk somebody down to the Rumble and didn't even get a camera spot and had to run back. And, and he's Sami Zayn. And, and cam and the commentary had to tell you what happened because unless you knew what that black silhouette was that walked halfway down the aisle and ran back, you wouldn't have known that was. I forget who he walked out, but he walked out whoever. Um, unless he did something else that I missed. Yeah, Shinsuke. Unless he did something else in that show, I missed. I don't believe. No, I he, saw he, Sami Zayn. Other than that, he may have been um, something on the pre-show. I didn't get a right. chance to watch that, but so anyway, man, I thought this was a very good opener. Uh, Finn Balor gets the win. I mean, just a solid match. You know, I say there's not many notes because they just had a good wrestling match, man. They went out. There yeah. wasn't there wasn't um, you know tables, ladders, and chairs. They weren't in the in the crowd as we just saw, and it was just so much better if you just can work. It shows, you know. It's, some yeah. guys can't work. Roman can work, but Baron really can't. And they do all this, this hoobla. And I understand it's fun to do that sometimes, but you look at the difference when two guys that just are in the ring just have a solid freaking match. No yeah. feeding, no, no nothing. There was no yeah. feeding in this match. I didn't see one feed. No. no, no, nobody led into anything. It was just solid, organic perfection, man. It was, it was a B, uh, cause it wasn't, it didn't like steal the show for me, but. Um, I gave it a solid B. It was, I thought it was a great match, man. I thought it was yeah, really good. Yeah, pr- dude, I'm pretty close to you on this, uh, for sure. Uh, I was actually really pumped to see this one. I like what I've seen of Dragunov so far, kind of like you said. And I did I enjoy, really- like, the, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like the kid. I think he's got, like, I think, I, dude, I think that this whole brand, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like at this point it's people crazy. just know that I have a, such a huge heart on for, like, the NXT UK brand. But, like, it's so good, man. I like, do the same thing every time. We did NXT. I like both the NXT. And both times we do it, I'm like, I get... I'm kind of like not looking forward to it. I said this when we we just did NXT UK, and I said, man, I was kind of pissed off. And then yeah. I ended up loving it, and I think I yeah. gave it the win. I did the yeah. same thing. I kept, I even reminded myself, well, dude, you loved it last time. And I kind of still was like, 
It's because I don't know the guys. Like, I forget. I read it on paper, and I'm like, who the hell yeah. is Dragunov? But then Dragunov comes in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Drag. Okay, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. him. You're, and you're then familiar I see enough. That, yeah. yeah, and then I see Tony or whatever at the end. Tony Storm, I'm like, oh, my God, I loved her. So I just, you know, it's hard for me to watch the weekly shows, and I need to get more into that. But I try to read up and just sometimes Dude, I yeah. forget. And I mean, honestly, just, that, that was a big part of me wanting to do, like, the format change to begin with is the fact that, yeah. like, I feel like you and I were missing out on like a lot of cool current shit because we were always having to watch old nostalgia shows. Which don't get me wrong, guys, we love doing that. Yeah. But like, but still I mean, come, we, still doing yeah. it. Oh yeah, the, with the format change, you're still gonna get at least one nostalgia show every month. But you know what? I want to watch NXT UK from time to time. I want to actually be able to watch AEW from time to time. I just don't have yeah. the time anymore because I'm always having to watch a six-hour pay-per-view compared to another six-hour pay-per-view. Yeah, That's we're like gonna a cover. Yeah, we're gonna cover a lot more AEW, and we're gonna cover. Obviously, a lot more NXT, and I even want to oh, do yeah. like you've said before, the NWA. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe yeah. Impact, wanna... maybe yes. whatever. But AWA, MLW. I want to explore MLW. the depths of pro yeah. wrestling, guys. I want but you guys I to go want, on a journey with us. I want to almost cut this show 50-50 with AEW talk. I want to get oh, in there. Yeah, absolutely. Let's I want to get it, man. Let's do it. Deep in there. Get that DVR set. Get that DVR set. But let's keep going on this match, man. I did think both guys had pretty good chemistry. Uh, and I will say the crowd seemed like really like not into it though. Like it was kind of surprising to me. Like I yeah. felt like they it disappointed me. Uh, and I thought the commentary was actually pretty lackluster too. So that is the only thing that really would have hurt my grade. But I was still pretty close to you. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's not that commentary did a bad job. It's just like I felt like they didn't do much to hype the match. They kept talking about other matches, and I felt like the guys were working hard in the ring, but the crowd just wasn't. Maybe it's because it's like I had last the last thing of NXT I saw was NXT UK, where that crowd is literally hot for everything, like right, all right. the time. Um, but yeah, man, I thought I thought they did a great job. I thought Finn did a did a great job of getting the crowd into it about midway in. Um, and I felt like even the rest holds were aggressive. I do like the new aggression that, that Finn seems to have that now that he's not like a, just a smiling baby face all the time. I, I enjoy his new character change for sure. Uh, it's helping me connect with him a little bit more. His work looks right. more aggressive because my, my old crack on Finn Balor before was that he almost looked too clean, that he was too smooth, that it looked like dancing, but I like right. the, the more aggression that he's like kind of starting to show to me. That's what I've always asked for. Um, I really like that the Roman suplex that Dragonov does too, where he essentially just hooks like one leg and then picks the guy up off the ground and then does like a stalling German with it and like pins him. I think that's yeah. a super cool, like very technical kind of scientific old school suplex move. And I, I thought it was awesome. The match wasn't cool. too quick. It wasn't too slow. It, like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't match of the night, but it was definitely a very solid opener. I mean, Balor got the win clean after the 1916 DDT. I gave it a C plus to a B minus. So we were, okay. were about in the same boat. Uh, the commentary really bugged me, and it also just bothered me that the crowd wasn't really into it right away. That it took some time to kind of to like hop on the train. Uh, right, but yeah, right. man. Speaking of hopping on the train, back here Let's on uh, 2020's uh, Royal Rumble, it's Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe in the back cutting a promo on the Rumble, uh, and they had a, a pretty solid promo exchange, which of course they would. Uh, then you have Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose also get their little promo in. And I have this terrible feeling that they're going to start up another lesbian angle with those two. I really hope they don't, but I feel like mm. that's the direction they're going in. And I'm just, you know, I again, you know, I know we get downloads what's from the, Connecticut, which and I don't know the... anyone in Connecticut. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not kidding. I, love like, I can that. see where, the, where they come. Like, I, I know. And I have but... been told that there is a branch at WWE that just listens to, like, wrestling podcasts and stuff, like, just to keep well. up. So. When you got us on a podcast, how can yeah, you not listen, baby? How would you um, not? Yes. Who's the black-haired girl in that duo? 
Sonya Deville. Sonya. I always hope but something about her, man. And I know she plays for the other team. Yeah. I know she's playing for the other team, but yeah. that doesn't mean man, she's not she, attractive. If, yeah. If she don't, if she ever wants, you know, I I, I uh, might well, not be you know, available. I be might fair, not be I think, available. I think, but I can fair, be I think, available. I, I think she has a uh, multiple. I think she would have multiple suitors, uh, I, and multiple potential options. There's something about her, man. There's something. No, I, about I agree. That I, like. I think she's beautiful. Look, I think but she's, she's not yeah. somebody that everybody talks about in that way. But I, no, yeah. I just, she's like oh, one yeah. of my. Uh, I have a crush on her. Is what I'm trying to say, guys. I, 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 I have got a, you. I got okay. you. I got I'm you. sorry. I went off track, and I apologize. We're getting into yeah. the weeds here. Uh, we did. We did. We did get a pretty heartfelt uh, memorial there for Kobe Bryant, which is crazy, guys. Yeah. It's, okay, so it's insane too. We have to talk about that just for a split second. Yeah. Um, me and my wife were actually in LA this weekend for her birthday, um, and we were staying like over, like a little over 20 miles away from where it happened. Uh, so it was insane. Uh, it was insane to be there. You know, I, I I don't I don't I don't really I wasn't really much of a basketball fan, but I know that in pop culture, what Kobe Bryant meant to a lot of people. So definitely a big loss there, especially, you know, losing a daughter, too. It's just super tragic. Yeah, man. Uh, just uh, it's one of the yeah, it's one of those things, you know, like I like it's just these are rare moments in pop. culture. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like Robin a, Williams, yeah, moment, Robin yeah. Williams dying, yeah. Michael yeah. Jackson dying. It's yeah. just there's not many stars to that. Caliber. But he's up there. Yeah, he's up there in that conversation for sure. You know, yeah, especially I mean, with the with the amount of lives he touched and everything. Definitely up there. He's a great man, and this very sad, especially the daughter. And then the other families. Other there was other kids on the. Uh, it's just, it's just yeah. freaking terrible. It's just man. sad. It's sad, man. Yeah, it's a sad they did thing. a good job doing it on WWE. Absolutely. Though. Thankfully, absolutely. They, but uh, you know what's not sad is uh, the second match on the card here is the Women's Royal Rumble. Which is uh, awesome. And then, again, yeah, again, but I really don't like that AR stuff that they do. Like, uh, with the augmented reality stuff, I just hate those for the entrances. It doesn't fit with me at all. I'm not a fan. I just want to complain as much as I possibly can. And so if anyone is listening, they yeah, can take it's, it to heart. It's bad. I feel, I feel like it's maybe something that they're going to – they went with for a little bit. They've been doing it for a little while now. Maybe it's something, you know, they had – some graphic designers come in, they're trying to convince and show and save money here or do whatever, but it's not working. I have faith that it won't catch on. There's something yeah. about it that's so bad about it. Not so bad where it's like makes you want to turn the TV off, but there's something about it. Just I can't believe that people that are decision makers there, hearing them in interviews where I feel like I kind of know them now, I feel like that graphics thing, and maybe this is a little – um, stretching or dr- dramatic or whatever, however you want. I don't feel like they're gonna stick with that. I feel like it's so bad that I I have faith that that that, that <laughs> I have faith that they're... I I have faith that it's not gonna. There's some things that you just know, you know, like every now and then I'm watching WWE and I'll see somebody come out or in a gimmick or whatever. And you just kind of know that I they're not gonna stick with that. I feel like yeah. this thing is not. Maybe I'm wrong. Something about it makes me think that. I, I know you hate it. I hate it too. I, I don't I don't feel like it could it could stay, but that's just we'll see. Let's see what happens throughout yeah. this year. Um if they keep doing it. I don't think they will. But man, I love the fact that the second match is a women's war rumble. Dude, I agree, I agree, man. And that's Bliss, exciting. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair start off the match, and those are two yeah. solid workers to start. My too. dream girl, Alexa yeah, Bliss. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, Sonia. Oh, but I, like the I mean, I mean, hey, you know what? They have um, they have a, have a lot of beautiful women, respectable, strong yeah. women in not, the WWE I'm, currently. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm like a, <laughs> a 
Og. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they have a pretty solid exchange before Mighty Molly Holly enters with a, a little nostalgia entrance at number three. Uh, and she got a couple of shine spots, and then Nikki Cross is out at four. Uh, and, of course, Cross and Bliss have, you know, a couple little spots as a team, and they get some some great reactions, which I enjoy. The big hug spot, I mean, it was funny. It was nice little Gaga spots there in the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, no eliminations, and then Lana is out at five. Uh, dude, okay, so there's a sign, like, in the entrance that said, Lana cheats more than the Astros, and I legit laughed out loud. Oh. Like, I, I was like, that is a fantastic sign, sign of the year. Uh, like oh, that's man. Uh, like it's, I know we're in January. That's the sign of the year. So if you're listening, dude, Lana Fantastic. cheats more than the Astros was, was a hundred percent amazing. Popped me super hard, man. Uh, yeah. Hey, Lana, tweet like, us, tweet us. We'll send you a free shirt, man. A, yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, it'll just be merchandise, like, like merchandise is coming this year, boys. Merchandise like is going to come this year though. Oh, I was just about sending them like a, just a random V-neck or something I have in my closet. I mean, I didn't mean that we actually had shirts. I just, I'm gonna, I'll send you a shirt, no, dude. I hear it's coming that. this year. It's, it's no, we got merch. Plan for me. It we is got coming. merch, baby. We will have shirts and hopefully stickers uh, by summertime. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. hoping for. But anyway, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, Lana cuts like a heat promo on the way to the ring, uh, and actually got a couple of shine spots uh, before Mercedes Martinez hits the ring. Uh, and she's apparently an indie legend uh, and is about to start for NXT. I'm not too familiar with her work, but she got a decent pop, which is always nice for, you know, like a, a obviously a main show on the WWE yeah. roster. Uh, to you get said that Manny kind of... Ramirez. What was her name? <laughs> Mercedes Martinez. But yeah, oh, cool. I was close. I was close. You were very close. Uh, Liv Morgan is out next, and Lana is the first elimination of the match. And I got to say, dude, okay, Liv is stupid hot to me. Like, that's – she's mm. – Good Lord. Uh, Lana hops up, hops up on the apron and Liv? pulls Liv, Liv off the top for the second elimination. You know what Liv is to me? She's like the Kroger brand of Alexa Bliss. She's like the, uh, like, you know how there's a generic brand of medicine? She's oh, like the, the Kroger brand. I would actually say the other Bliss. way around. I would she's literally like the, say the other but way around. But Alexa Bliss came first to me, and she you just know, seemed I get like that. off her thing. I don't know. I like oh. her. I don't, I don't see that so at all. It seems like a gimmick. She's stealing her gimmick in a way. She's also – they've both done the Harley Quinn thing, but now it feels like uh, Alexa Bliss has kind of said, like, hey, now that's my thing because now it's like her logo. But they've both done the Harley Quinn thing. They both have the blonde hair. They both – I don't know. They both – Yeah, I think they're very she, different. But Come on. It was a joke I wrote that she was the Kroger brand. Come on. Give me, give me, give me a break, all right? Oh, <laughs> goodness gracious. All right, just keep moving. It didn't work. Didn't work. Move Moving on. right along. Yeah, Liv is the second one eliminated. It was a good way to keep that feud going uh, and adding some meat to the match. Uh, but Mandy Rose hits the ring, speaking of meat, uh, and squares up hey, with now. Nikki Cross. Um, and out next is the overrated Candice LeRae. I, I just, I'm still not a fan of her. I don't understand how she is where she is. It just doesn't make sense to me. She seems very diva-esque and very diva-era to me. Um but of course, they give her some shine for some weird reason. Bel Air ends up eliminating Molly Holly, and then Otis kind of saves Mandy Rose from elimination in a great comedy spot. Like she gets kind of thrown onto the apron, and she rolls off. But Otis was under the ring, so he like scooted out on the floor, uh, and Mandy like landed on him, so her feet didn't hit the ground. I thought it was really funny, and I thought that so far, like we're I think we're a little less than halfway, but this match was booked really, really well. Uh, I mean, the book like it's got to be so hard to book a Royal Rumble, but this was booked really, really well. Uh, I mean, the where they laid everybody out was really good. Sonya Deville is out next. 
Um, and she gets a nice shine spot as well. Um, everyone thus far has benefited from the match. You know what I mean? Like, like, right. uh, and no one has, has been just a wasted entrant, which I thought, which is, that's just, that says enough about the booking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but DeVille and Rose kind of eliminate Martinez right before Kyrie Sane enters. Uh, Mia Yim is out next and then Bel Air eliminates Cross. Then we got another little spot with Otis, Rose, and DeVille with both of them getting eliminated, and that's got to lead to some kind of angle. I'm anxious to see where it goes, though. I feel like they could have some pretty cool matches between the two of those those ladies. Dana Brooke is out at 13. Big lull. Uh, like, I mean, this is where it should be. Belair eliminates LeRae. Uh, she's up to, like, five eliminations at this point. Solid showing for her. You know what I mean? Like, obviously she's not going to win, but it, it, it she really benefited from being in this match. Um Bliss got the upper hand on Sane, uh, and Kyrie is out, and then um, Tamina is out at 14. Man, this is just definitely the biggest lull of the match. This whole like right mid middle area. Yeah, uh, every Royal Rumble kind of has. To, I mean, it's just it's so hard yeah. to book a Rumble. I mean, you know, you you're gonna you expect that. You give them yeah. the benefit of the doubt there with that one, but yeah. Yeah, well, I know what you luckily, mean. I know what you mean. luckily, luckily, uh, Bel Air eliminated Tamina pretty quickly, and so then we were—I think she was up to like six eliminations at that point. Uh, Dakota Kai got like the dead middle spot, the 15. I'm excited to see her. She's been on fire since the heel turn to take over War Games. I mean, we all loved that. I thought it was awesome. I th- we all thought she was going to be a Bailey, and when they actually just gave her the heel push right away, I was really into it, and I think her work has been great since then. Uh, but then, yeah, it's just kind of a, a string of, of in and outs. Bliss em- eliminates Yim. Chelsea Green gets the next spot here and takes out Kai right away before being eliminated herself by Bliss. Uh, and then Belair takes out Brooke, and she's up to like seven, I think. Uh, Bliss and Bianca get uh, a, get one-on-one spot, and then Belair eliminates – yeah, and then Bliss eliminates – or Belair eliminates Bliss. I don't. I, I, your notes are a little more too uh, extensive than mine, so I do not have that written down. Who eliminated who? They, I want to say who there. I, I want to. I want to say. All I think. I think Belair had like eight eliminations total. Uh, Charlotte's out around seventeen. They have a pretty good. How dare you not? How dare you not come prepared after a year? You don't have the Okay, so Naomi is out with a big return at 18. The crowd popped big for her, and she did look great, too. I was happy to see her back. Uh, They had some uh, some quick spots before Beth Phoenix hit the ring at 19. Big reaction there, for sure. Always good to see. Um, Man, Bel Air, uh, Charlotte, Phoenix, and Naomi had, like, some, uh, like, a little four four corners action there for a while. And they kind of let it breathe for a minute before Tony Storm hit the ring at 20. And I know that uh, I know that Cass's, mm. Cass's pants got a little bit more snug at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean Charlotte eliminates Bel Air. Uh, Bianca got over like half an hour in the ring. Yeah. And she got like eight yeah. eliminations. That's 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 pretty impressive, man. Like that's an awesome showing for her. Kelly Kelly got a nostalgia spot at 20. Always oh, good to see Kelly Kelly. Always never going to complain about that. Just never going to happen. Uh, oh. Phoenix and Flair had a spot as well before Sarah Logan hits the ring at 22, I think. Uh, mm. Flair eliminates Logan pretty much right away, then takes out Kelly Kelly. At some point, Phoenix must have gotten popped good because her hair was, like, 
completely soaked with blood. I, like, I researched yeah. that and I watched it in slow motion over so and over. Do, again. So do you know what happened when you researched it? Did they tell yeah. You so uh, what's the girl? The uh, the black girl from Knoxville with the long hair. That's uh, B. Bianca Belair. Bianca. Okay. She's actually from Brentwood. She just went to school at UC Knoxville. Oh, okay. So she goes from not. Oh, cool. So she's more close to to us over here. Yeah. Yeah. She's. And, uh, she's Middle she Tennessee. Went to, she went to Brentwood High School, so yeah. Oh, oh Williamson County. All right. So that's yeah. my homegirl. What year she graduate? Wait, I know her. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she's got her in the corner, uh, in the in the in the turnbuckle, or whatever, and she's like got her lifted up and pretty much goes for. A, Open one up for the working man. More beer, vodka, tequila. What? More beer? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's got her in the turnbuckle <laughs> and lifted up, and it's pretty much just uh, Phoenix going too much for a sell, unless she really did kind of push her head back. But it's a punch to the face. Phoenix throws her head back, and because of the new posts, you know they're square and sharp edges. Oh back yeah. Back of her head, you can actually hear it on camera. You hear the think her head going think. That's why there was so. If you look. At you very quickly after it, you see red, and then by yeah. the end of her time in that match, there's a lot of red. It's yeah. because you can literally, if you go back and and, and search it, because I couldn't see it in the match. I had to watch. I found it on YouTube, and unless somebody added it in, which I doubt they did, I mean, you can hear the, you can hear a faint dink with her head smack, and she whips her head back, selling the punch type thing, you know, bink. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It looks... And that's why I hate those I hate those stupid turnbuckles. Go back to the regular turnbuckles. Yeah. I don't I don't like that LED turnbuckle. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because they do it for some shows, and then for other shows, they have the big one. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, and I've heard complaints from actual WWE wrestlers that they don't like it because of that reason, that she got hurt. They say they're dangerous. They don't like the sharp edges. I've literally heard that before. I've never seen anybody get hurt but I have heard that from yeah. uh, a few times. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I don't make things up, ladies and gentlemen. My name's not Bruce. All right. You. I'm. I'm more Tom Pritchard than Bruce. Well, uh, I don't know about that, but I do know that uh, Natalia was out at 23, and Natalia you know, and Phoenix got have, a nice. Like... People have said that they would take a bullet for Daniel. But they but put one in cast. Put one in cast. I've heard that a few times lately that's, since that's, we started this podcast. That's probably true. That's but, probably true. I'm well, just you, a lovable guy. Well, you know. Um, yeah. So they got a nice, pretty. They got a pretty nice double powerbomb spot on Flair. Uh, Zia Lee was in at 24. Uh, they had some design spots for her, so I guess they're looking to elevate her. But the crowd pretty much died once she entered because no one knew who she was. That's I think she's a little too late for somebody that fresh. Uh, they should have given her the shine earlier in this match, but uh, Selena Vega is out at 25, and wow. I mean, ridiculous. She's a ridiculously attractive human being. Um, yeah. And then Shotzi Blackheart out at 26. I don't really understand why you wait till the end to put these upstarts in, but whatever. Uh, Naomi has an awesome, like, Kofi-style save on the barricade. Kofi is, like, the person that always gets those crazy, like, spots in the Royal Rumble where he finds ways to not get eliminated. Naomi had a really cool spot here where she, like, pretty much Spider-Manned herself against the barricade after being thrown out. Yeah. Uh, and then found a way to get back in the ring. It was very well done. Uh, she did 20... that last time too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like her. That's her thing now, her which is awesome. Cool, yeah. uh, Twenty-seven is Carmella, and she got a surprisingly solid pop, probably because 
the past couple had been kind of no names. Uh, yeah. But either way, like she got a pretty solid pop. Um, Flair goes I feel through like, like she's the, a good name. I feel like people are starting to. I, I don't know. Oh she's, yeah, no, for sure, dude. She's, she's always been killing, an underrated. She's kind of killing it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that she's always been. I she's mean, she, a great she, hand, dude. Man. She's a, yeah, and she's a, yeah, she's a great hand. Uh, but yeah, she's among no, no, I mean, no. she's among those. Do you same, understand? I understand what you're saying. Good God in heaven, Tommy Young. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, but Flair went through like the middle rope after the ring pose shot, and so she's not technically eliminated. Uh, Tegan knocks out at 28 again. Newer faces seems like a miss. Uh, overall, though, I thought the Rumble, was, again, was booked, like, super well. So, th- at this point, it's just kind of nitpicking. The Santina Morella out and drag at 29 was super, super, super funny. Um, the best nice part. Se- nice self-elimination, too. Good quality comedy and nostalgia spot all at once. Uh, and then, of course, Baszler out at so 30. Good. I thought that was going to be a – I thought she was a for sure winner. Um, uh, then eliminations kind of start pouring on. Lee, Knox, Vega, Blackheart. Carmella, Storm, Naomi, they all get eliminated in a very short time by Shayna. So either way, she kind of gets the rub, um, you know, just by being the powerhouse that eliminates all these people. Um, And it does kind of make sense now that they did have those kind of no names there uh, towards the end just for them to essentially be sacrificial lambs for Shayna. Um, But yeah, the match came down to Nat, Nat and Beth and Flair and Baszler. Um, Nat and Beth had a heart attack, and then Phoenix, like, pulls the old swerve and throws Natty out. I thought that was great. We got a hot crowd, like, stare down between Baszler and Flair. Uh, Baszler eliminates uh, Phoenix, and this is a one-on-one between Shayna and Charlotte, which was great booking. Um, I, it really could have gone either way, and that always, like, when you can't really tell when it comes down to the, the last two, you don't really know which way it's going to go. That's always good. Uh, and they, I feel like they did a good job here. But Flair gets the elimination and wins the Royal Rumble. Uh, this was a really, really good women's Rumble. I really hope the men's is booked as well as this one. That was my notes. Um, and yeah, man, I, I, I liked it a lot. I gave it a solid B plus to possibly an A minus. Uh, what did you think about this uh, women's Royal Rumble overall? Man, you pretty much uh, were spot on. So I'm going to try to just run through my notes here like really yeah. quickly and try not to hit on everything you hit. So yeah. um, like you said, starts with Alexa bliss and our girl from Brentwood, uh, Bianca Belair. Um, dude, I thought they killed it in that, that yeah. opening. This just them two alone. It was kind of like these two would have a great match, man. Like you said, mighty Molly comes out uh, nice cross body uh, by the two time women's champ. It was just great seeing my, and I like that they did, you know, we saw her in the other mania or mania, other women's war rumble as mighty, or just regular Molly Holly. So this one, she comes out in her little cameo as mighty Molly. So I thought that was kind of funny that she's back out, but it's a different version of her. Um, pretty cool. Um, man, after the first quarter of this, uh, Royal rumble match, I thought it was very entertaining. Like, it was a good Royal Rumble match, whether it be for just women or men. or It doesn't matter. It just the, – the first quarter of it was so just good. And then, like you said, you end up getting that, like, you know, that, mo- that, that little period where it just kind of seems – like gets kind of boring, but you just you're gonna have that in a normal match. But they they went a while without it, man. Um, Lana said. So here's a question I had. Lana comes out and grabs the mic. My network, obviously, it's going through the internet. 
kind of was skipping at different times. Yeah. Right? Yeah, same, same. Did it, I, I rewound and rewound and rewound to hear if she messed up because I wanted to have the note, hey, Lana messed up. But I still couldn't tell. It didn't seem like it was a skip. But I don't know if you remembered, and if you don't, if anybody I, wants to hit me I up. I don't remember that. Sorry. She grabs a mic and says, I am the greatest WW superstar. And it sounded like she it wasn't a skip, and she just said WW and missed the E. Because also, King said all of this has gone, all of the whatever that's gone to her head has gone to her mouth. All of the success has gone to her that that went to her head has now gone to her mouth. So King makes a joke in oh, his God. classic heel way, even though he's not that much of a heel. So that made me think she did mess up. But then, like right after this, my network skipped. So I was like, well, I don't want to say she messed up because it might have just been a skip and it was so quick. I don't know. But with the joke from whatever, that was funny with King. If she really did mess up, and that was King's uh, comment on it, but. Um, the good thing about Lana, dude, she has a lot of heat. She's probably the the biggest heel in that women's division right now. It, oh, 100. They, they were they they did not like her, man. Um, and I, I also another thing about this women's match, I really like that they let the ring fill up. You know, I, I don't like rumbles where the ring's not filled up. We'll get to that. Um, I like the old school style where the ring fills up, fills up. But if you do it right, it can make sense. But uh, just in general, I like the ring filling up. Um, trying to get through this quick, man. Liv Morgan, I already talked about her. That was that was my old Kroger brand joke there that I wrote down, but we'll skip that one. Um, yeah, man, you pretty much <laughs> you pretty much touched on it, man. And I, and I told y'all my thoughts about Beth, her head, man. That was crazy. You can look it up. Like I said, man, you really do hear it. But oh, yeah, well. Charlotte yeah, Flair gets the out. win. You got to, man. I I think I might actually. To, we'll try to post it. the link in the uh, the show notes so you guys can just hear it and check yeah, it out for yourself. Yeah, you you can definitely hear it, and I think I still have it on my phone from when I watched it yeah uh, two days ago. Um, Charlotte Flair wins by eliminating uh Baszler. I get I don't know what you rated this. I don't know if you it, I rated this as one hell of a Royal Rumble. Yeah, this I, was a fantastic oh, yeah. Rumble. I gave it a B plus. This was. Yeah, I'm pretty down. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I gave it a B plus as really well. Really good. This was, I I mean it, man. I, yeah. I love Royal Rumble matches. Yeah, and I kind of wasn't looking for. I hate Reed. to say it. Sorry, we were skipping there. I think I was talking over you. I apologize. Oh my bad. Yeah, it's I'm all sorry. good. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm I may come. I may whenever it, these matches start. The women's Royal Rumble. I'm a little maybe maybe there's a little bit. Of, uh, I, I'll mill it. Maybe maybe I'm sexist or whatever. Maybe maybe I'm 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 thinking that they can't they can't deliver, and then I get surprised and they delivered more than I could have ever dreamed of. So I was proved wrong by them and I gave it a B plus. I was literally literally at the edge of my seat the whole time. I loved it, man. It was it was it was it was really really good. I really enjoyed it, but. That brings us. We've been we've been sitting here yapping, mostly me, about WWE and the Royal Rumble. It feels like ages since we went to NXT, and have we only covered one match from the NXT? We have only covered one match from NXT. Way to go! Is it? Hey, you know what? It's you know what? It's our anniversary, buddy. I will just look look into your eyes. I'm excited. Light a candle. 
excited. Sorry, we, sorry, guys. We're not fighting a lot today. We love each other. We've been together I'm, for a, a whole to. year. It's you can't it's force just it. so much, so much love. And speaking of so much love, we're back over here on the NXT Worlds Collide show. There's a bumper package uh, here for the Rumble. I'm pretty hyped for that. Obviously, this is just the notes that I took, so like I'm hey enjoying the Rumble as well. Uh, Ray Ripley and Tony Storm getting uh, ready in the back. Then the grizzled young vets. And the Broser Waits are kind of interviewed ringside by Kathy Kelly. They both do a pretty great job selling the promo and getting the title match at the coming uh, TakeOver over. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, TakeOver Portland, I'm really pumped about that. I guess that's in like a couple of weeks. So cool. really excited to cover one of those. Good stuff there. Uh, match number two here, though, is a four-way match for the NXT Cruiserweight mm. Championship. I like the updated belt, too. I like the black strap. Yeah. Uh, it's Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Travis Banks versus the Irish ace Jordan Devlin for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Since I was so long-winded with that last one, can you go ahead and give me your overall thoughts for this uh, this four-way dance here, buddy? Yes, sir, man. I didn't notice the, the – I wasn't paying attention. I, I missed the black belt. The funny thing is, is I do a lot of research on the, on the belts, and I was doing it the other day, man. And there was a forum I found with so many people posting their version of the Cruiserweight title like it is now with the black behind it and saying, please, WWE, do this. And it oh, looks yeah. so cool. Like, all they did was take away that purple and put the yeah. black in it. Really, Oh, you know what they did that was different, though? It was gold. The, the plating was instead of silver oh, yeah. with, a, with a purple back, it was gold with a black back. So that's probably why I, I didn't notice it as much. But still, silver with the black back is a lot better than that. I agree. Back. I agree 100%. But if they did gold, I, if I oh, – I keep saying that. I'm going to send it to you. It looks so freaking cool. Or just Google it. Google Cruiserweight title gold with black belt. It looks so freaking amazing the way – it's the exact same design with the colors. I didn't even notice, that, though, that they did that change until you just said it. But anyway yeah. – Man, it's a four-way, and we all know I say it every time, and so do you. These are hard to pull off. They are. And yeah, they're just they're just hard to do. You're gonna have a you know two people laying outside the ring and two people in the ring. But man, this starts off with just a brawl. You can kind of tell they were you know they knew that they knew these were hard to pull off, and they were gonna do something about it. They went high speed, a lot of action. It was like every second. Of this match, there was there was something going on. There wasn't a lot of dead slow time. Uh, got a sui- suicide do- dive flip by uh, uh, Gar- Gar- Garza, I believe is how you say it, the champ, right? Yeah. Um, Angel Garza, yeah. Yeah, Garza. It sounds better when you say the first name first. When you just say Garza, I don't know why, but anyway, um, there was a lot. You know, there was a lot of flips, a lot of those uh, big spots during this match. But not too much, but there was also a lot of good selling. So, it, you know, they it, it was the way – that's the way you counter a spot fest in my opinion. Um, there was a little bit of the feeding uh, disease in this one, a little bit of the non-organicness that I saw, but not much. Not much. I expect it in a four-way. You got these – it just – it comes – with the planned spots yeah, that you have. It comes with the territory, right. With yeah. the four-way. You got it. You're just thinking it's almost – and the sucky thing about it is it makes it look choreographed. And I used to get and just knock down, drag out arguments with my uncles during Christmas when they would, you know, say that 
uh, Sean and Brett choreographed the whole hour-long thing, and every match was choreographed. And I hated the word choreographed. I used to hate it because I was not cho- the reason you train is because you know the moves and you know what to do and you can call it in the ring and all. obviously things have changed a lot. I'm talking about back in the day, but yeah, some, now, nowadays it's pretty choreographed. Okay. It is, and the something about that feeding makes it where somebody like that could say, "See, it's choreographed." Yeah. Um, another side note. So I uh, in high school a girl uh, that didn't wasn't really interesting was like, "Hey." I'm going to see Monday Night Raw and Shawn Michaels wrestling. And she said, I'm going to be in the arena. She was like working in the arena for something. She was like, I don't know what she was doing. I don't remember, but I swore to her that they, that they don't choreograph things or whatever. And she came back and she kept saying that they choreographed the choreographed. And I, I was so mad. And I was like, cause I come from the era of calling her the ring and I'm like, they don't choreograph. And she's telling everybody I'm getting mad. And she said, well, a guy named Shawn Michaels came down, and a guy named so-and-so, I forget who it was, came down, and I watched them wrestle the whole match with nobody in there, and then they did it again in the ring on Monday Night Raw, and I remember feeling like, oh, no. So, yes, it is pretty choreographed nowadays. I Maybe I shouldn't have told that story about my boy Shawn, but unless she was – she had no reason to lie. She didn't know anything about it. Um but anyway, when you feed like that, it does make it look even more choreographed than it already is. Um, not a total spot fest, like I said, man. NXT, an NXT UK guy wins this match, uh, Jordan Devlin. And I believe this is like the first time an NXT UK guy wins just a regular title, right? Like a non- Yeah, I think so. I think uh, so. A non-UK title. I believe that's what commentary said. Um, but this match all around, man, it was, like I said, a a fast-paced, fun, exciting match. I gave it a B plus. I really enjoyed it. I I really did yeah, enjoy man. it for, for such yeah, a dude, I mean, type match. I mean, I I feel like this is gonna be a weird show because Damn you know Daniel, it's our anniversary show. I but I can't I can't, dude. I just can't. I mean, I, but again, like like you're you're totally right. You're totally right as far as the note. Like my notes, like my first notes were like this this match had no choice but to be a spot fest. But to me, that's fine because that's really the only way to pull off those kind of matches. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like if I know going into it, then it's I'm more prepared to digest it, I guess. Um, right. But yeah, man. I mean, I I don't have really much more like to add to that. But like, I mean, I I will say that like there wasn't really a lot of guys laying out. Like surprisingly, most of the big spots involved all four guys, which is yeah. always good to see from like a booking perspective. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I mean, the flow was great. I thought the agent that booked this match deserved, like, really good praise as well. I thought the match was really well put together. Well, you uh, know. That destroyer spot from Devlin on Banks was awesome. Uh, I mean, just some really good false finishes in there, too. Um, I mean, just really good false finishes. I, I thought the pace was good, not too fast. Never really got boring either, though. Uh, I, yeah, B-plus for me. Same. Hey, now. Hey, oh, now. Man. Let's jump back over well, to yeah. the Royal Rumble this past Sunday. We had that epically long, epically awesome women's um, Royal Rumble, and Charlotte gets a nice little promo after the match, asserting her dominance or whatever. Uh, it almost seems like she's wanting to go heel, uh, so I'm going to lean towards her and Charlotte again, but who knows? I mean, her and, uh, her and Becky again. 
Uh, but yeah, there's it's there's a commercial for 24 here, and dude, I hate when they do like network commercials on the network. It seems super counterintuitive to me. I know that the argument's sense. like, I mean, I guess, well, I mean, I, like the argument is like, well, a lot of people will just download the free month, and then it's like if they if they watch the commercials, then they'll want to get it, and it's like ah, I don't think they'll want to get it. Um, but anyway, you know, I don't know. It seems like, yeah, it does seem counterintuitive to me. Uh, Corbin got a little mic time counting. You know, like just recounting that whole angle with him and Reigns, and it just will never friggin' end. Buh. Uh Yeah, it's just it's awful. I'm just really tired of it. But yeah, match number three here is Bailey versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Man, okay, so if you've been watching this angle, it's really lame to me to keep having challengers beat champions prior to the pay-per-view matches on like the Raw before. It's almost like. I've ready-made formula they just use all the time now. It's like, I mean, every now and then would be one thing, but it's like every single time you have a title match with two full-time people, this kind of happens. Um, I mean, it's just, it's really annoying. I'm not the biggest fan of Lacey either, uh, but she is over. Uh, and, and you know, hopefully they'll go 8 to 12 minutes and have a decent match and things will be fun. Um but man, somebody needs to get Bailey in some like Billy Gunn style trunks. I mean, I feel like everyone would be really happy oh, to see that. I'd be um, very happy. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a win-win. I think it's still, you know, it's not it's not too much. Anyway, uh, that's what the world needs. Uh, match starts off pretty uh, diva-esque actually, with like some hair pulling uh, and Bailey looking to cheat. Uh, the fake ninja knee injury was, is really played out and overdone too. I just, I didn't really like the match at all, to be completely honest with you. I thought it was really long and boring. Uh, I hated this one, bro. It just wasn't for me. Um, I'm sure I'm being harsh, but like, I just didn't really care about this match at all. This is probably the worst thing on the show. Uh, it's above, I mean, it's passable. It's above passable. Uh, but it was a lackluster finish too. And Bailey just gets her knees up with no, like, Nothing. It was just like, you know, she goes for a moonsault. Bailey lifts her knees up and that's it. One, two, three. Like, I don't know. It just, it wasn't good. Didn't like it. Felt like a lazy finish. Uh, I gave it, I gave it one star. So a D. I gave it a D. What did you think? What did you think about Bailey versus Lacey Evans? Well, to keep with the trend, I'm not too far off, but you know, I'm, I'm a little off. There's a little bit more that I liked about it, man. Um, I, I like Lacey Evans. I, I kind of just something about her. I've liked from the beginning, I, I, her gimmick and her, her, she's muscular, but still beautiful. And, uh, something about her. I like Bailey. I've always liked, but, uh, she's always needed a change and she's got it now. Um, like you said, though, she does need a little bit more of a change and maybe an outfit change like that would do the trick and it would make, uh, creeps like me happy. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, Bailey comes off as a a vet in the ring, though, dude. She's pretty smooth in that ring. She's a grizzled young vet. She's a grizzled young vet. Her name is Bailey. She's a gr... Anyway, um... Okay, that's that's enough of that, yeah. Really wanting uh, Lacey to win. I was really wanting Lacey to win this match. It was kind of like, um, you know, she's got her daughter there at ringside, and it was kind of like they were telling this story in the match, and it's turning, you know, Lacey is is a heel, but she's going against the the heel Bailey, and she they're turning her baby face, and they have her kid down there, right? I mean, she's getting, she's like, uh, she's a baby face, right? Yeah. 
Um, but she still kind of wrestled like a heel and did even walking down in the ring. She did heel things. So um, the crowd did, even though this wasn't the great match and I didn't, I didn't rate it well, their work in the ring and, and, and what they did in the ring, they did kind of turn the crowd to start cheering for Lacey, but you can almost tell it almost felt dead. And it's because the crowd didn't know what to do. I mean, Bailey's a bad guy and Lacey's a bad guy. It was like, they didn't, it was just a bad guy versus bad guy that are just mean, dirty heels. Who do you who do you cheer for? But the kid being there, Lacey didn't do herself any favors coming down, and maybe that's how they planned it. But throughout the match, you did start getting Lacey Evans' chance. So I, I got to give them some credit there by just the story they told in the ring, um, turning her into, into the baby face. Um, I wish it didn't slow down so much. It just... It just uh, it was a little drawn out, like it was just it it slowed down, got drawn out. Bailey dominated for a really long time. It was just a lot of Bailey dominating, um, and the crowd, like I said, was dead because of a lot of things. Um, I like to think that you know the crowd's fatigued because they just went through a Royal Rumble, but I think it's also because this match was drawn out, and you have a heel versus heel. Um, Lacey. Lacey barely gets a comeback, goes for the backflip. Uh, you know, she gets, a, she barely gets a comeback, and then, and then Bailey gets the upper hand again, and then Lacey gets a, a comeback again, but it's even smaller. It's like Lacey really didn't have that much off. It was just weird to like to book the match this. Match wasn't ha- good. It just wasn't a good well, flow. It was, it, it, it felt it, clunky the whole time. It was, and then to have her daughter there, and I, and I get having her daughter there and showing it, and then not having her win. You know, the fans. That's a swerve, bro. It's like the fans are gonna think Lacey's women went in because her daughter's there, but, but and then another, but yeah, I get that. But to have Lacey's daughter there, even if Lacey explained to her everything beforehand, just it kind of felt like they just shit on Lacey and like screwed her the whole match. She never had any offense in front of her daughter. I know her daughter's probably seen her a bunch of times, but. Her daughter was in the spotlight. I just there was something about it I didn't like. It felt like Lacey didn't get any shine, and then she finally gets a little bit at the end. It almost made sense for Lacey to win, just because she lost so much of the match, she just got beat up. But she's such a dominant figure and a big wrestler. She looks like she could actually beat Bailey in a real fight. So I don't really understand Bailey dominating so much. It didn't. I mean, she was coming across as a better in-ring wrestler which she probably is but I, I the dynamic of the match just didn't work the story outside of the story inside of the ring kind of started working because of bailey being I, I get what happened i get why they couldn't really put it together is what i'm saying you know you have the dynamic on the outside of the ring is is lacy's daughter's there that's gonna help the crowd like lacy and then on the inside of the ring, Bailey's going to dominate Lacey, and the crowd's going to want to see Lacey get the the upper hand. They're going to start cheering for her. Let's go, right, Lacey. Right, right. It, it didn't work out. It didn't work out of the ring. Kind of just It kind of just sucked and fell flat. And then the whole backflip thing, it almost felt like you were like, yeah. okay, Lacey should have won. They, they booked finished. it wrong. They just yeah. booked it wrong. And then the way they made Bailey win, she wins kind of clean and with putting up – it just really felt bad. Like, why have her daughter there? I, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe it's because my parent now is like, I wouldn't want to do that if I was a wrestler. But like, you want my daughter to be here to just watch this BS? I, I didn't like it. I, I was at a D to a C minus at best. It, it, it just didn't work for me. Didn't work for me. And I hate to agree with you again, Daniel, but damn it, I have to. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you liked it a little bit more than I did. But I think I liked it yeah. a little bit, but I, I didn't like it. I'll tell you that much. Well, uh, what I did like uh, back on the NXT show was there's a nice little promo uh, by Devlin after he won the Cruiserweight title. And I'll be interested to see if they end up keeping the Cruiserweight strap on the NXT UK brand or not. They did kind of tease that in commentary, which makes me feel like – and they yeah, could they kind of use a secondary title considering they have – you know, NXT has already has the American, the North American title there, so it's like yeah. NXT UK could benefit from having the cruiserweight title. Um, and to be uh, honest, man, the cruiserweight title isn't. I know you like the cruiserweight division, but it's it's not really moving mountains over here in the U.S. I mean, I don't. Oh know no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I, I mean I've well. fallen off too because I haven't had time to watch 205. But right. and the thing, and the thing is, the stories on 205 were never good. The, the exactly. way they booked it was never good. The matches were always pretty good. Uh, but but the but yeah the booking was was never really. They could have made such a good show. They had such an yeah, they had such an opportunity. Really good, but everything they, they did story wise the, backstage was yeah. just bad. Like yeah, they I'm really glad NXT guys. is just like absorbing yeah. them. I think that's way better actually. Yeah, I think it's definitely. better for everybody. Definitely. definitely. But yeah, so Mia Yim and Keith Lee, as well as Robert Stone and Chelsea Green, are ringside here, uh, and we get a package for. DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Uh, it was a really good package. It was a good way to sell it as like a dream match since there wasn't much of a buildup on TV as far as like a, a rivalry. It's like you didn't think you were going to see this team of Gargano and Ciampa again. You didn't think you'd be able to see them against Mustache Mountain, who's been a pretty iconic uh, tag team for this other brand. So, and they did, a, I think the package is what sold the match to me because it's like beforehand, I was like, why, why, why am I invested in this match? Sure, there were great wrestlers, but. There's no angle here, so it seems like it's just going to be a spot thing. But then when you give me this package, it's like, okay, it's a dream thing. Uh, both got, you know, both teams want to prove that they are that their brand is superior or whatever. It makes they did a good job with the package. Um, I enjoyed it. I just want to say package a few more times. Um, what is it? Is I think I think package. It's a. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Let me go check my front door. I might have a pack. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's Mustache Mountain versus DIY. Gargano and Bate start off solid chain open, as is the NXT way. Um, but, yeah, uh, Gargano does a great job of, like, working the arm. And Bate did a great job using, like, the counters, the, the British style. Uh, I mean, I could watch Matt wrestling like that for six hours straight. I just like that style of wrestling a mm. whole lot. Um I like how they broke up the open to be pretty much like Gargano and Bate and then Ciampa versus Seven. Uh, and Seven and Ciampa kind of have their own little comedy and sportsmanship spots before they get going. So it's like everybody brought something different to the table. Uh, and then they had some just high-impact brawling spots that were great. Um, and I, I thought, I mean, just really good dynamic between all four guys. Uh, all four guys are fantastic workers. Um, the test of strength spot between Ciampa and Bate was really well done. Uh, and it, dude, this may be one of the best babyface versus babyface tag team matches I've ever seen. Uh, if not, like at least for a very, very long time. Um, I mean, the crowd stayed engaged, and, and like, but the guys never had to get dirt. Like, neither team had to be the overbearing heel. Like, the, they never mm -hmm. lost that like sportsmanship feel, and that has to be difficult to do when you're building a match like this. Uh, that's super impressive to have never have one side really have to play the heel. Um, that's really hard to do. I mean, the only teams that I can think of that did it before were Edge and Christian and the Hardys. Those are the only two teams that had the, like those ladder matches with two babyface mm -hmm. teams, and you never feel like one side becomes the heels. 
Um, man, probably the Rockers. Probably the Rockers were. I don't even know. I'm I mean, kidding. Come on, they weren't that great of a tag team. Yes, uh, they were. When Gargano hopped up on the apron and did like the clap back pat spot, like the crowd lost it. Like, like hopped up on the apron like Ciampa does and like clapped and like patted himself on the back. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was really 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 well done. Um, I mean, dude, Ciampa and Bait like kind of slowed it down with some rest holds. Uh, and they did a great job of like really making like they did a great job of having like high spots and then high impact and then slowing it down right when you should slow it down. Um, and then they built it back up slowly. So once seven got the hot tag, he did a great job with the fire. The chops that he was delivering were insane. The clothesline spots were really good. The slingshot spear from Gargano on bait was phenomenal. Uh, the false finishes were great. Uh, I mean, it's been like three years since DIY tagged together, too, and they had zero rust. Like, this match was mm-hmm. really, really good. Uh, I mean, I think Gargano hadn't even been in the ring in like four months. So that's pretty pretty amazing testament to his skill, too. Uh, I mean, the closing spots with Gargano and Bate were just too, too good. Um, the dueling submission spots were just so, so good. Straight into the air pa- like airplane spins from Mustache Mountain. Uh, man, like, dude, yeah, I mean, the yeah. real sellers of this match were the false finishes and how they managed to k- keep the, the the right wrestlers paired off at the right times to deliver the right moments. And they did just a fantastic mm-hmm. delivery of it. At least in the past 10 years, the best babyface versus babyface match um, I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. Like, loved it. Like, yeah, they got, I mean, it, dude, it was a great, yeah. great match. So, a, a plus for me, four and a half stars. There you go, man. So masters, man. Masters in the ring. You know who's a master? Bait. Bait. Such a master, dude. Master. Bait. I'm telling you. Yeah. He's he's a master. Bait is. There's something about mass. There's something about him. He's so good. So like other. Uh, he's such a master. Bait. Bait is such. What, what so like he, something what about him. But what what if, what if he just added that to his name? What if he just became <laughs> Tyler the Master Bait? Bait. I mean, why wouldn't he, man? They're just it seems masters. like a great, great monarch, right? Yeah, who's a master? Bait. He's a master in the ring. TMB, uh, baby. Anyway, TMB. man, you pretty much touched on it all, man. It's a long match, and they pulled it off. It's a tag team, clean tag team match. It went really long, almost 30 minutes. Um, and it's a good buffer match after the action-packed uh, four-way match. And and they were able to pull it off. You pretty much touched on everything, man. It, it one other thing I could say is it, it start. They did like a slow, escalating buildup and had the crowd dead after this four match, and they just knew exactly what they needed to do to slowly build up, build up, build up, do all the things that they needed to do. Uh, both teams showed um, the talent of top notch work, dude. They were everything, everything in this match, man. And these two teams, everything in the match and and then the two th- teams were great. Two teams were great. The match was great. Everything, man. Um, it was a show stealer. I'm gonna I, honestly, it, this for me at this point up to this is the third match. It was a show stealer. Um, if you're a ta- if you like tag team matches, you gotta go watch this match. I mean, oh this, yeah, it was it was a fantastic was a match for sure. Top top notch DIY. Gets the win, as I think they should. Match of the uh, night, for sure, on this show, yeah. Yeah, dude. I gave it an A. I gave it an, a solid A. It was incredible. It was uh, a surprise to me. I'll say I was very surprised on on how good it was. 
Um, well, a, a little long for me, but I'm still giving it in an A. It was, it uh, they hit it out of the park. I was I was very surprised, and and yeah, I'm not gonna add too much more because you pretty much hit on everything, man. Yeah, man. Uh, and then uh, let's head back over to Royal Rumble here. We got a solid package. Yeah. Uh, a package here. Uh, what? Uh, I couldn't um, hear you. I'm sorry. We got a solid package here okay. for Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. Uh, <laughs> this has potential to be the best singles match on the show. Uh, I hope I get to rate it uh, because uh, this is where the sensor button happens again. I yeah. definitely won't be rating any awful lighting matches I, mm. I wrote it down I had I'd made my line in the sand I had decided I was not going to rate a match like this um, mm. but yeah luckily that did not happen they actually got rid of the stupid stupid light uh, damn it Bruce you should have just let it die with Kane it's not it a Bruce. bad idea that it, it, it is a hunt it, it absolutely I talked was to Bruce's Bruce idea. I called him he said no that it was all Todd Pettengill. It was all we Todd Pettengill. He blamed it on Todd Pettengill. So, well, stick that, in your, stick that, anyway. in pipe and smoke it. <laughs> well, the last time we covered a strap match on this show, we loved it. Granted, it was against Savio Vega and uh, and Steve Austin. So I hope this one can match up to that. Um, Wyatt gets Wyatt gets the upper hand early and whips the absolute shit out of Brian. Uh, they go to the outside of the ring, and a fan actually started, like, startled Bray by yelling yowie wowie, and I laughed my ass off. Like, they're, at one point, they're like, they just got out on the outside of the ring, oh, no. and, like, he's, like, getting ready to whip Brian, and he's, like, being all maniacal, and someone yells really loud, yowie wowie, and, like, and, like Bray just, like, stops and was, like, shook his head, and I was like, ah. oh, God, that was really funny. That was really funny. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's funny. I mean... Overall, like, the only way to deliver this believably is just to have Wyatt absolutely destroy Brian for the majority of the match, and that's pretty much what they did. Uh, I mean, I noticed the commentary laid out a lot, too, which really let the action breathe and really makes him feel even more creepy. Uh, so if that is a direction from the office, that's a good direction. They should keep doing that. Um, about midway through, though, Brian gets a couple hope spots and then goes for a pin. Uh, that's not how this is supposed to be, but I guess that's what they're going with. Uh, it's unfortunate cause I was really hoping that it was going to be a four corners finish cause that's what we really liked about the Savio Vega Austin one. So when I realized that, that you could go for a pin, I was really kind of let down by that. Um, I really wish they would have used the four posts for the win. I think that means more. You can do more with that, especially with like a, a monster like Wyatt. Like if you could imagine like the end of the match, like, Daniel Bryan is just completely unconscious and he's like has the strap completely wrapped around his neck and he's just dragging him around all four posts like that's pretty horror-esque which is what you're going for with this character felt like that would have been a cooler finish anyway mm -hmm. um Bryan lands uh like four uh what seem to be pretty pretty solid nut shots on Wyatt which is always good to know that even a monster has testicles uh but yeah the turd time like the tide turned a little there and turned time the, the turd, turd time turned the turd time a, a little bit the turd time but the crowd was hot for sure man and they had a really good false finish with the sister abigail uh the the uh the strap with the label lock was a, also a really good visual uh the running knee was a great tease too i did really enjoy the match honestly it got way better i'm just so grateful that the red light uh is dead 
Wyan Wyatt got the win after. What's uh, wrong like with a, you? Wyatt? I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. I was. Oh I've been on God. vacation. I'm like jet lagged. Drunk. It's been crazy. I am actually not drunk. This is my second beer of the something, day. You're something else. It's also like, by the way, it it's eight o'clock here, guys. Hey, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Where what? See, you you maybe lose my you don't even, spot. You can't even, you Damn even, it, can't Cass. even Go with the flow. We're going with the flow. You can't even handle it. What's what's wrong? What happened? Don't look at me you know like what? that. I'm just I'm just really emotional because it's our don't anniversary look at me show. Like, it's our last show in this format, and I'm just getting a little emo about it. I'm getting all up in my feels. I hear you. Um, I hear you. Go on. I think you were. But why why yeah. gave Brian the claw like mandible claw slam, which I think oh. is new, and that's cool. I like oh, that I, a lot. That. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, that that's a new kind of th- twist to it. I love that. Three and a half stars, B plus. Could have been an A plus if it hadn't gotten weird in the middle. Uh, but it was a B plus for me, three and a half stars. What did you think about the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan here? So we're finally off on this one. We are not on the same track. Uh, the one good thing about it, I could say, is that there was no red light. I was very excited about that. And I was excited about the idea of a strap match. Um, yeah. For a strap match, it seemed uh, to start off very slow. Uh, Bray really using the strap, though. I mean, he was getting the welts on Daniel Bryan throughout this match, and that did have the crowd. The crowd was very into that. Like, they, you could tell it was, because how can you fake those welts? I mean, that's, they have to react to that. And you could see or hear the whole crowd reacting to that. Good, good camera shots, good commentary on that. Um, Brian finally gets the upper hand, uh, tries to, uh, choke out Bray with the strap, uh, Bray at the end gets the mandible claw with a claw. I'm going to call it a, I don't know what you just claw slam. I guess the mandible claw slam was really cool. They were, they were calling it a mandible claw and then he gets the claw slam, which was really, really cool. And he gets it for the win. Um, it just didn't. It kind of was like all the other Bray matches we've seen with the red light that were so terrible, just the light was turned on. I don't, there wasn't anything in it, you know, especially with Daniel Bryan being so good. Man, I gave this a D plus to a C minus. It it wasn't, it wasn't that entertaining to me. It didn't do, it just didn't do anything for me. I disagree. It was literally a red light match with the lights turned on. And it shows that the red light wasn't really the problem. So I, I disagree. I disagree. Well, I thought I thought it was. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree that it was. I mean, I feel honestly, I feel like that Hell in a Cell match with Rollins would have been significantly better had it just not been red light. I think that well, would have made a huge difference. I thought that, too, until I saw this match when they didn't have the red light and it wasn't that good. So it's like it's because they're making him and even the commentary. But see, the commentary was overly booking. Him. First of all, Bray Wyatt is as tall as me. Maybe a little taller. They're, and they're they're trying commentary is booking him as as a no, giant. Dude, he's like as a giant. He's like it's at least six one oh. or six two. Well, I have I'm a pic- six I have a foot. So I mean he's one. No, you're not. You are not six foot. I'm I'm, me, home. I'm six what foot even mean? and I'm an inch taller than you. Okay. You're five okay, eleven I'm, easy. I'm five eleven. Sorry. So you're telling me he's two inches okay. It doesn't matter. Five eleven, six foot. He's at foot. least two or three inches taller than you. Bro, they're they're trying to act like he's the Undertaker or Kane. He's an no, he's unstoppable. Not. He's not, but he's female. probably six one or six two. But the way he looks in his body type, okay, okay, maybe I'm five. You know what? You're five eleven. I worked it, dog. My driver's license even says five eleven, dog. I worked it. Okay, I am five eleven. But what I'm saying is, I was trying to work my height a little bit, and you ruined <laughs> it, man. 
You didn't have to go out there Coming and tell everybody. At that six five eleven, two hundred and twelve okay. pounds, the cagey yeah. calf lunge. You think Shawn Michaels really is two hundred twenty-five pounds? That dude's like one. He's definitely not six foot either. <laughs> that dude's like one seventy-five, five eleven. I mean, come oh, on, yeah, man. Easy. Yeah, so one, I'm one eighty-five, one ninety. Shawn's six foot. I'm six foot. And Bray Wyatt, whether I'm six foot or not, he's no giant. And that's how they're booking him like a giant. Like. He he can't feel any pain and I, I just it's not believable to me and that's what I think took away from it is that he's no Undertaker he's no Kane he's no Andre obviously or Big Show or he's not a giant do this type of make uh Braun Strowman that what they're wanting to do is have somebody that slow paced Undertaker and it ain't, it ain't, it does not work with Bray I'm sorry Bray's cool and he had like that cool I liked his gimmick before I thought. They should have ran with it, but they never did. And they're trying – just it, it ain't working for me, man. Like I said, D plus, C minus. Agree to disagree on this one because I'm excited to talk about the next match on NXT. Oh, absolutely. Me too, man. Let's hop back over to Worlds Collide here. There was another little Royal Rumble commercial for Asuka and Becky Lynch. I have no desire to see that match. I think I've been pretty – Honest about that. But, uh, yeah, then we got a little Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, like, brawl. Uh, and it's al- always nice to have, like, little spots like this on a show. Uh, it gives them a little shine without having to have a match. I think that's good booking. Yeah, their name. Um, yeah, yeah keep, yeah, keep their name yeah, alive. Tony Storm versus uh, Rhea Ripley had a pretty solid, like, little vignette or uh, package. Package. Yeah. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so, so the match here is, uh, oh, that's a good one. Promo is good. Uh, I don't know. I feel like promo is actually like someone talking, though. Maybe that's just yeah. mine. Yeah, some, yeah. I know. I, I feel like I use promo sometimes when it should be package or uh, vignette. But, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so it's Tony Storm versus anyway, Ray Ripley here. Don't do that. Don't, N- don't. <laughs> for the NXT Women's Chip. Damn it, Daniel. I'm reflecting, okay? I told you I'm trying not to, make to do that in better. front of the kids. You've already talked about my height. Now you're doing this? Just go on. Let's just get to the match. Let's just get to the freaking match. Okay, it's confession time. I think that both of these ladies are fire. Uh, Tony Storm just has a solid base, and Rhea Ripley looks like an <laughs> actual adventure. Uh, but anyway, uh, they're also both phenomenal workers, and I was pretty hyped to watch the match. Uh, solid start. Uh, but the crowd was pretty quiet for the open of this one. Um, they really engineered away and booked it really well with Storm getting the upper hand early and working the neck of Ripley, and the crowd got into it very shortly after. Uh, this one definitely had a slower pace uh, than anything else on the show thus far, and I think it really suffered having to follow those first three matches. Um, it was also really short, too. And I felt like they never really found their footing in the match. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't really good either. It just—it was a decent match, um, kind of, kind of a lackluster showing for a women's championship match, especially in the NXT world where we're so used to them being, you know, 25, 30 minute, you know, five star matches. Uh, but again, the, I mean, the ladies did decent work. This is another, you know, another another instance where you, they just needed more time. Uh, they just never really found a solid rhythm in the time that they had it. It felt like they were rushing to get things in. Uh, so to me, I gave it two stars. So a solid C, uh, maybe even a C minus. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's where I was at with it. What did you think about Tony Storm versus Ray Ripley here? Damn it. 
You got to steal. You got to, you literally, it's like every note I wrote right there, you really touch. So, I mean, oh man, you know, I love Tony Storm. We, we touched on that before. She's just, woo, she's got something that I like, baby. Um, this was a good, rough work rate by both. I mean, it was like Ripley was bringing the physicality and then uh, Tony Storm brought it right back. So it felt like Ripley introduced that rough toughness. She introduced it, but Storm wasn't afraid. What? Open one up for the worker, man. Hell yeah, baby. You know, me and uh I like me and uh my boy like ride right around the, the the ranch and just look at deer. Um yeah, so man, it felt like Ripley really That's, just uh Teddy Fowler. Yeah, that I couldn't think of Ted Fowler. Yeah. Ted Fowler three six one, baby. Uh find him on Twitter. Um <laughs> Ripley was really bringing the physicality and, and introduced that physicality, that, re, I mean, real physical work. And then Storm came right back with it, though. She wasn't afraid to go toe-to-toe. So that was probably the the, the highlight of the match that I could give uh, to this. I was literally spot on to pretty much everything you said, man. Um, the, that was the best part. The, the physicality, the roughness that Ripley introduced and, and Storm uh, hung in there with. I really like that. Uh, my other favorite part was uh, Storm going for the STFU and Ripley just literally turning back, looking at her ass and slapping it. I mean, I'm, that happened. And I'm sorry, she's she's got a big ass. I mean, I don't know how else you say it. It's just a big, a big ass. I don't, I don't know what else to say. And it felt like Ripley kind of just slipped and couldn't help herself and went for it. But that happened. Watch it. That's not me. For it. That's not me. She did Slapped it. It didn't right really make sense. Ass. She just turned around and looked at it, and commentary was shocked. Commentary was like, oh, oh. And then one of them said, oh, she's trying, going for anything she's going to hit anywhere. And it was like, oh, that looked a little, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I think this was a good match, but not great. Just pretty much like you said, not long. Um, so it's a, it's a perfect C. It's a perfect C, good, strong match. Good placement on the card, really, lead up to the, uh, you know, it's not stealing the, the, the heat from the main event, so it did its job. Well done, C. Not terrible, but not a show stealer by any means. So that brings us to Daniel. We've we've been doing this for a year. Oh, dude, I know. It's wild. It's, it's and this absolutely is, this insane. Is, it, we're winding down now. We're getting close. We're getting show. close. We're not quite there yet, though. We're not quite there okay. yet. Okay. Um, they tried to sell that Brian was really hurt on the other side, too. Like, the whole post-match thing at the end of this was yeah. not good at all. Uh, yeah. Production spent, like, way too long on that part. Uh, and then commercials actually probably would have been better. But uh, plus, commentary was, like, totally silent, so it felt like forever. Um, yeah, and then we learn about Super Showdown next month, which is a big vom for meme. Not really excited about that, but... We will cover it, uh, maybe not lovingly, but we will cover it. Uh, we'll talk about that once we get to the schedule at the end of the show. But yeah, now there's a huge package for Lynch uh, versus Oscar. Uh, yeah, this whole thing just oh, feels yeah. stale as hell to me, dude. It just feels so stale. Like My I just bad. want. I forgot about this match. Sorry, that's I w- why I was I was leading up for the ending. I'm sorry, and I forgot no. about this match. No, we're not. We're not, I wish we were. I wish we were, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I would literally like to see Lynch wrestle anyone other than the three other horsewomen and Asuka. 
Like, I would have been happier to see her wrestle Kyrie Sane here. Like, it's and it's not even really anything against Asuka. It's just like I've seen this match at least a dozen times between NXTs and SmackDowns and Raws and whatever. And it's like, I don't care about this match. Like, and I, they did not do a good job of building it. Like, like, first of all, she has been the champion for almost a damn year, and they're still, like, acting like she's the underdog. I mean, I get that, like, oh, she's never, you know, lost to Asuka. It's like, well, dude, but she was – she has beaten everyone else that's beaten Asuka. So it's like it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know. It it, it was just a huge miss for me. Um, And, I, I mean, they never, like – they never seemed to find their footing. Like, I mean, the, the, all right, the, the work was good. The work was good. The match was good. It's always good. It just feels like lazy booking. No one in the arena really believed that Asuka was going to win the match. So why freaking book it? Like, why even book it? Like, what's the... I mean, the work, was the work rate solid? Yes, it was. Like, but did either one of these people benefit from this match at all in any way? No. Neither one of them benefited from this match. Like, so was the match decent? Yes. But it was lazy and it's stale. So now it's like, if you don't give me Charlotte versus Lynch again at WrestleMania again, then what do you do for Becky Lynch, who's arguably your hottest star? Like, it's it, like, dude, this is the worst booking of a top star in a long time. I get that she's like a woman and breaking barriers, and it's still fresh for the booking team, so maybe they really don't know how to do that. But, like, it's not – her booking is shitty. Her booking is not good at all. And she is great. Every time she gets on the mic, the crowd's still there. Everybody still loves Becky, but her booking is awful. Like, it's just not good, man. The whole match ends in a disarmor. It was what it was. It's like their 50th match. I gave it two and a half stars, so I gave it a C. It's just Becky Lynch should be having A matches every single show because she can. Yeah. Yeah. She's I mean, over enough to do that. I, I agree. I agree. I mean,. I'm not too far off from you. Again, I hate to say it, but I'm not. Um, this pay-per-view is just too long. That's one other thing. I mean, this is a four-hour-plus-long four pay-per-view. Um, and again, it's like another slow match. Um, Becky picks up the pace a little a little bit. Great, uh, A great uh, bump, Asuka, off the uh, apron to the outside. It's a really hard bump from that apron to the outside. Um, yeah. I've always liked Asuka. I don't, I feel like you maybe not have liked her as much as me, but, um, Becky was definitely the star of this match as, as she should have been. I mean, it's Becky Lynch. She's the star of the whole company at this point. Um, Asuka taps, Becky wins. I thought the match was too long, man. Uh, she dodges the green mist and, and they've really been pushing that green mist with Asuka. I mean, if you watch, if you look on social media on, on, the Monday Night Raw programming a little bit I get to watch. There's there's a lot of stuff about that green mist and 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 mostly on social media that I'm seeing on on Facebook and stuff. They're really doing little uh, videos about that green mist and leading up to this they're really pushing it. Uh, so you know they did a, they had a little bit of effort but that's about it man. They were kind of building. I guess the whole build up was Oscar was gonna win with the the green mist mist. Uh, but Becky, you know, moves, dodges it or whatever, and and then uh, makes Oscar tap. I gave it a C plus because it was a little too long. I didn't hate it, 
but it, it was again just nothing nothing real special. I mean, they were both yeah. great in it though. It just that's why I give it a C plus. They were great. It just um, it, yeah. I think you made a good point. Was there wasn't a good build? There wasn't a good story. It just didn't. We've seen it a bunch of times. Why? It's like it felt like a filler. And the thing that sucks is it's it's Royal Rumble. This is one of the. This is the second biggest pay per view. I mean. Maybe you would yeah. say third behind Survivor Series. I don't know. There's Survivor Series, there's Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania. This is WWE. We've had those and add in SummerSlam. But other than that, there's no bigger pay-per-views. Nothing else counts as big as those. So to have such a filler match kind of sucked for Becky. But she's been killing it lately, and she's been on top, and she'll still be on top. I don't think it's going to hurt Becky. not going to hurt, hurt her. She's still going to be the man. Um, I didn't even mean to say that. She is the freaking man, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't think she should lose her title at Mania. I think she should go on and be like a Bob Backlund or a John Cena or a Hulk Hogan and, and hold that title for, for years. She should just be the champ. That's my opinion. I hope they do that, make it kind of old school where we just have, we have a, somebody who's a dominant champ who's there, who's, who's the freaking best. And she really yeah. is the best. Um, but I agree. C plus man kind of sucked that we had to have such a filler type match for her. It was a Becky filler. We got to have Becky on the show. Some quick story that they kind of threw together the last month or two about the green mist and, and Oscar just not, not special. I think there there was lacking the specialness Yeah. from maybe Becky That's versus Becky versus, uh, um, uh, flair, which we've seen before, but would still be special and maybe that's what we'll get at wrestlemania or becky versus uh who you know you could have i don't know something about becky versus oscar you know maybe that that's something against oscar maybe i like oscar but maybe she needs to build herself up maybe they need to do a better job booking her to make her more prominent um and i i think that's mainly what it is the lackingness the the lack of prominence of oscar in that division and then the story of the green mist just wasn't that captivating and didn't do much for that match. I jumped the gun earlier, but the time is now. Unless is. you have anything to add before the lead ups to either one of these matches here. Yeah. Because you uh, know, what's I mean, happen. Well, I mean, I just want to say that I've had a really good time with this format. Uh, and I think that we've made some really good friends uh, and fans here. And I do appreciate that. Uh, and I don't want you guys to be too nervous because I did get at least two tweets that were like, we like oh. the show, like, don't fuck it up, essentially. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to try really hard not to. Uh, thank you guys so much for sticking around. And you know what, dude? Like, we always will listen to the fans. So, like, if you guys tell us if we're in this six months with a new format and you're like, guys, like, this is not what it used to be, you know, figure it out. We can always go back. Or you know what? Maybe we'll come up with something new. But I, for one, am really excited about the new format. But you know what? I just want—I wanted to get all that out before we have the sentimental moment. I kind of want to just mm. cue. I want to cue the Celine Dion right here. I want to cue the Celine it. Dion right here, mm. and just my heart will go on. Okay, my heart will go on. No, I Cass. got it. Uh, it's it's hold me, Jack. Yeah. Hold me. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> All right, boys. All right, boys. Here we go. One year of kayfabe comparisons hey. down. We have the Men's Royal Rumble versus Imperium 
and the Undisputed Era. We got to do it. Cash yeah. Lush. Which way do you want to go? That's the way we do these things, right? Got it. We got. It's been a year. We got to end it the same way with tradition, where I get to choose. Tradition, the, damn it. I don't know what that was. That was that was a Vince. Anyway, damn it. tradition. I get to choose. One little thing I get to do. The only thing I get to do in this whole podcast is this right here. That's it. I don't do anything else, whether you guys want to believe it or not. That's all I do. I just choose the end. And this is – that's not true, but (laughs) I am going to choose the match I want to cover and tell Daniel what match he's going to cover. And let's do this. I'm going to choose what I want to cover, and Daniel, I'm going to tell you what you cover. Then you get to pick who goes first. So we both get to pick. It's the year end. We're both going to be involved on the ending here. So I am going to choose – I'm going to choose – Wait, 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 wait. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to choose Royal Rumble match from 2020, and you're going to get the 2020 main event for NXT versus NXT UK, Imperium versus The Undisputed. So, Daniel, now I bring – the floor is now yours for the moment to, to tell us who goes first. Royal Rumble, NXT versus NXT UK. Well, since I know it all, I'm actually going to start with NXT UK. Hey, now. That's what I'm going to do here. So it's a uh, – yeah, I mean, uh, so we had another little bumper for the Royal Rumble, and this one kind of focused on the Wyatt and Brian angle, which I was hoping was going to be great. I enjoyed it more than Cass did, but there, it is what it is. Uh, there was a little segment with Balor and Gargano in the back. I enjoyed that. I think it's a good way for them to kind of, like, push direction towards that takeover. That will be a great match. Finn Balor versus Joey Gargano will be a fantastic match. Johnny Gargano. I don't know why I keep calling him Joey. I did that the last mm-hmm. time. I don't know why I keep doing that. Why? It sounds right. It does sound right. But, yeah, but- uh, Imperium versus Undisputed Era. Man, great production on that package for sure. Uh, that package was nice and tight and thick. Um, just good stuff. Thick. Um, I like yeah. nice and tight and thick. There's something about that. Though. There is just something about it. So mm. it's a, yeah. So it's undisputed era versus Imperium. Uh, the USA chants were a little bit cringy. Uh, but yeah. So it's O'Reilly and Eichner that start <laughs> start off strong. I know that uh, was weird. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that. I was like, this is. I don't know. It's what? Just, it's like That's not what this is about. Yeah. Plus, I was like, this is this feels real weird. Like I was like, there's. <laughs> There's nothing but white dudes in that ring right now. So, <laughs> yeah, that just felt weird. Uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, it's O'Reilly, Eichner, and they had a pretty solid start. Um, these eight-man tags are always really hard to follow. Uh, and I think you could have kind of gotten away with doing this as a tornado tag or uh, maybe even split it into two matches. Uh, like, I don't know, maybe like Cole and uh walter one-on-one and then like the rest of undisputed imperium in like a six-man tag i think that would have been better uh you could have afforded to have six matches instead of five i don't know just nitpicking i just really hate eight-man tags um but yeah fish actually knocked out uh alexander wolf with an uh, like a foot strike to the face uh and that obviously killed the moment of the match like he was legit knocked out like he got pinned and did not kick out Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty rough. Like just straight got kicked yeah. and knocked out. So then the match turns into a straight up three versus four, which has to mess up the flow of the match. 
uh, and how the match was laid out. So it's like, at this point, I feel like I'm watching it from a different perspective because now it's like, whoa, these dudes are literally going to have to call on the fly with seven guys involved. Um, and that's kind of what they did. And it, yeah, I mean, it really felt like they just scrapped everything and decided to call it on the ring, which, I mean, it can't possibly work out for this many guys, but it wasn't bad. Like, I mean, this match, like, never really found the proper footing, but, dude, they all were just seasoned veterans. I mean, every one of those guys has been the champion of some other company. Every single Mm -hmm. one of these guys. So, like, I mean, it's, uh, I think Martel is the only one that has it, and he's, like, a third-generation wrestler. So he's grown up in the business, and it looked like he was, you know, doing a great job there, too. Um, I mean, I thought they did a great job of building the angle, too. Unfortunately, the payoff wasn't where it should have been, but that's really just because of, you know, Alexander Wolf getting knocked out early. Uh, the Walter table spot was great. Uh, I mean, the match wasn't bad at all. It's just, again, the groove was just never there because of that injury. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, some pretty good false finishes. Although there were a couple stutter steps, the crowd was all the way into it, uh, and that has to count for something. The match was a little too long. Uh, but Walter finally gets the big power bomb for the win. Uh, and I gave it three and a half stars. So I gave it a B plus, man. I mean, a B plus for a match that had a guy that got injured and taken out. That match would have been yeah. an A plus match had it not been um had it not been for that that injury really early on. What did you think about that match? Man, you pretty much hit it on the head. I don't have that much more to add. You pretty much touched on everything other than like how and you said it too. The crowd was very much into this. They were yeah. hyped, which tells you something. They've been yeah. sitting there this the whole show. Was great. Yeah, yeah, great booking. The crowd's still into it, and they're they're very much into it on this match. The false finishes had me going. I love it. Walter gets the win. This was a, a great great match. I gave it a B plus. What did you just say? Did you just say a B plus? Damn it, you did, didn't no, you? No, I said a B. Oh, okay. I, I enjoyed it. I gave it a B plus. There was a curveball, like you said. Um, but unless you have anything else to add, that brings us over to Royal Rumble. It is the Royal Rumble 2020. Here go ahead, Cass. I know you got these notes. Go. So we all know who number one is, and that is Brock Lesnar. He's number one, and I like it. I like the booking of this. And I like, like, like what we have to do. But what I don't like, 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 I hate, 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 hate number two. And that's Elias coming out with his stupid guitar and his stupid gimmick and his stupid song and his stupid whatever. Uh, The crowd seemed to like it. So I'm probably wrong on this one. And everybody probably agree. Um, But, you know, this match basically starts off with Brock dominating the Royal Rumble. Let's skip to that. And, you know, they kind of said this had never happened before, but it, it really did. It, it's happened actually two times. The first time that I can recall is 1994 Royal Rumble. Excuse me. Hey, now. <laughs> Big Daddy Cool Diesel did this and had to wait around for people to enter the ring. Um, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin famously, famously did it because we have the whole gif of him putting his watch the only thing different is nobody did it from the beginning like that as number one so they were right with that um man i i love brock throwing people out and then and then holding up the title like he actually has a title in the ring he's holding it up yeah i know there's some there's a there's like a a people that like this and don't like it 
I like it, man. We have Royal Rumbles every year, and it's usually the same thing. And they recycle. They've recycled two two men hitting the ground at the same time. They've recycled a lot of things, man. And they were recycling a little bit here. They were doing pretty much the Big Daddy Cold Diesel spot. I mean, that's what this was. You know, I'm pretty sure in the booking room they said we can do the 94 Diesel thing, where where Diesel, you know, the big man Diesel. Then guess what? Diesel didn't win the Royal Rumble that year. And guess who didn't win it this year? Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, it, it's recycling. So people that don't – I mean, every year we can't do the same thing and have just the ring fill up right away. So I liked it, man. A part of me thinks um, he doesn't need to be this dominant, though. After So I say that. So after it goes on – he seems to be a little too dominant. Do you remember like, like which entrant where you were felt like ah oh, I don't know this guy may have yes like which one was it? Yes, yes, yes. So Kofi comes out okay, and I'm scared because Kofi's kind of got screwed by Brock. See, so I if, felt like it was one before that. I feel like you just brought John Morrison back. No, like, that's that's what I'm saying. And I'm sorry, it was right before the Kofi thing. Yeah, which okay. would have been John Morrison. So. Yeah. I wrote that note, and then Kofi comes out. So if that's who came out before, that's that's what. It, and now that you say John Morrison, yes, that's what it was. I was you like, just brought ah, him back. Yeah, you just yeah. brought him back. Like you yeah. should have given him some shine. Like so, at like, least at, at least let him stay in the ring for a couple people and then get eliminated. Right. Like don't he doesn't have to get some eliminations, but don't just throw him out right away. Like that's right. that, I don't know. That's that's bad booking. And so right now you're seeing my emotions because I'm yeah. writing this down like I love this. I love this. Yeah. This is great because I did. I love it. And I loved it after this. I love that it kept going. Oh, but dude. there's a part of I'm, me that was oh, like – I love this. I'm not complaining. I'm not yeah, complaining. Yeah, I love but it. there yeah. is a little bit of part of me, and I think you're kind of great. It's like, well, uh, why do you got to make him that dominant? You know, hold yeah. up a little bit. He doesn't need to be – And you know when it was and it really peaked? When Kofi comes out, and, and thank God they let Kofi be the first one to kind of last a little bit, right? And then huge pop for Kofi. Yeah, two more people come out, Biggie and whoever else, and then Brock ends up eliminating all three, and he's the main guy again. That's when I was like, okay, hold up, man. These are this is a little, this is a little difference. And then I, this is a little much. And I have a couple notes. One thing, side note, Brock's throwing a more working German suplex. Yeah, he And is. I'm going to say this is probably because of CTE. Uh, you could see even in the working suplexes that he's throwing or still look like they hurt your head, but he's literally kind of just falling down on his back and sliding you up and letting you fall back, and it still yeah. looks pretty dangerous. The way they did it in – you know, early 2000s and stuff was a lot. And, and just a couple of years ago, literally a year ago, he was throwing them way harder. He literally, he only threw like a real one until the end of the match with a bigger guy. But I yeah, really noticed there. that. I don't know how long he's been doing that, but you're, you can definitely tell that he's making a real effort to throw a more working German suplex. Um, and then it was disrespectful to do that to Cesaro. I started getting a little a little mad. And Graves, Corey Graves on commentary, um, his undertones of dislike for the booking here. You can definitely tell. And Graves is a man who is not scared to go against the grain and go against the corporate and, and tell. I mean, there's a quote here where he said, those are, are two former world champs. Um, and then... 
And then he says Cesaro hit him with a bunch of knees, but Brock, are you waving at somebody right now? What is happening? It's a distraction. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, hi um, Megan. Oh. This is, this is inappropriate. And it's the anniversary show, boys this and girls. Un- this is unprofessional. So Corey Graves, he makes comment. Um, I think it was because Rey Mysterio got worked or whatever, and he says something like, "These are two. I don't know who they got. These are two world champs, and they don't have um, you know, they don't have any effect on Brock Lesnar." And you can just tell the sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah, and then he says Cesaro hit him with a bunch of knees, um, but one. Uh, no, Har- uh, Cesaro hit him a bunch of times, but one knee by Brock does the trick. You could just tell that. I don't know. I feel like there was something about Graves' commentary that felt like he was kind of getting sick of it too. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just oh, felt yeah. like there were burying too many top guys. It felt like I, there, it, Shinsuke got buried. It started to feel. I, I liked Graves, it. Man. I love Graves. Me too. I like that he is not scared on Twitter. He ain't I don't know scared. if he listens to his podcast, but he on he likes shit on his podcast. Yeah. I like it, dude. On the on air on on live TV, he's not scared. He literally says what, and I think, hey. How many people think it's scary for him to do that? That's why Vince likes him. That's what yeah. anybody who's ever been close to Vince McMahon, whether it be like a Sean or a Hunter or a Bruce, that's what he likes. He likes people that go to him and just say, this is what I think, man. He likes that. He Nobody's likes ever him. gotten fired from the WWE. Because he speaks his mind, but he yeah, also just scary. does his job when he's supposed to do his right. job. Right. When he's and told the, to do what he's going to do, exactly. then he just does what he's supposed to do. That's like, what everybody says. You could, he likes it when you do that. But if you say, "Hey, this is what you're doing. Do it," he's gonna do it because he works right, for the fine. WWE. I'm not gonna like it, but I'll do it. Yeah. Exactly. And then he's gonna add a couple of smart mark, uh, remarks there for for everybody. So you know, I did feel like I liked it for the most part. But then, it, at, especially at the end of that Brock run, they started burying guys that they shouldn't, like Shinsuke, oh, yeah. Cesaro, all that man. Yeah. Um, Brock dancing to MVP music. MVP's music was the highlight of the whole show. Um, man, great. You know yeah, me. Kind of a bummer there for MVP. I thought like he might get a little a little run, a little push there. Cause I, like yeah, I've been saying I that. I feel like I feel like he he could use a little return and maybe have something yeah. go on. But was, we'll 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 get to returns later on. I was hoping he would, but after what they did to Shinsuke and Ray and everybody else, dude. When that MVP music hit though, I was like. Didn't we just watch the 2010 Royal Rumble? And I was like, what is that? Is, like, John Morrison's here. MVP yeah. is here. What is happening? Is it 2010 again? Crazy. Am I in a time machine? Yeah, like the nostalgia hit me for real on that one. Yeah, that's awesome that we just touched on those two. It was really cool. Um, and then you love me. You know, you love, I know you love me, but do, you I also you. know me, and I love the big love man showdown. Ass. Oh, hey now. Hey <laughs> now. Not oh, on, yeah. Not oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're recording. Now while we're recording. Okay. All right, all right. Um, I, you know that I love the big man, men in the ring and the big oh, showdowns. You oh, oh, you man. know I love big men. But I like the big, the, the bigger guys and the big showdowns and the face to face. And we got that here. Um, NXT Keith guy Lee. Keith Lee comes in and, and looking like a boss, dude, takes down Lesnar. Crowd goes wild. They were not expecting it. You know, you got Shinsuke comes out and gets crapped on and then you got keith lee comes out and gets that was kind of cool how they booked that though dude um 
Just, I, all right, just quick quick interjection here yeah. because like I feel like we're gonna have to do this one together because I can't go through all this. Go on, time, go on. But, yeah, come on. But, come like, in. dude, like the fact that Brock, the first bump he took was for Keith Lee. That says a lot for Keith Lee. Like he did, yeah. and you could see it in his face. Like after Brock took that bump, you could see Keith Lee's reaction in his face, and you could just see that he was like genuinely and grateful. The, the crowd like, you know what was I mean? like, waiting for it. Oh, yeah, the dude, crowd and they erupted. And there, and there was yeah. ma- there is magic there, by the way, boys and girls. Yeah. Like I know Drew McIntyre is what he is, and like we'll we'll, we'll get, get to his performance. We'll get to his performance, but like. Dude, and I know a lot of people are talking about Kevin Owens. Like, yeah, those are great matchups for Lesnar. But, dude, Keith Lee? Oh, my God. Bask in that glory. Keep it going back. It looked so good, dude. It looked so good. They had that cool stare down that we've always had in almost every yes. Royal Rumble. Yes. You know, I love Goosebump that. Goosebump stare down. I wrote that down, dude. too. I was like, Goosebump yeah. stare down. So cool. And the crowd's waiting for it. It's almost like it, everything that I just crapped on for this match all made sense now. The whole Brock Lesnar arc of this match, of this Royal Rumble match, made sense when he did what he did. You're like, oh, this makes sense. Great booking, brother love. Um, and then the pop for Drew McIntyre eliminating Brock was just phenomenal. I mean, one of the biggest pops ever. So cool, dude. Um, I'm going to skip through a little bit unless you have anything yeah. else to, to go. Edge returns. I mean... Wow, Edge returning. That was the most unbelievable thing that happened this whole night. Even though dirt sheets. We we got to talk about the elimination of of Lesnar, though. So, like, so so Ricochet, okay, so Ricochet a couple weeks ago had gotten completely squashed by Lesnar and gotten, like, kicked in his junk, right? So Mm -hmm. Ricochet comes out. uh, McIntyre's pretty much right right out after him. Ricochet gets a full punt straight from the back so Lesnar can't see it. And like, right I'm sure, because dude, okay, so if you look at the actual like kick from Lesnar to Ricochet, it was stiff. So I'm sure in the back he was like, "Look, brother, I'm sorry. It's part of who I am. It's my it's my character. When yeah. when your time comes, I'll give you a blind shot. Kick me as hard as you can." And that's I feel like that's what he told him because that's what he did. Like Lesnar was facing away from him, and Ricochet punted his balls. I yeah. mean, like straight yeah. kick in the groin, just straight up, and like. And then immediately the Claymore. So McIntyre is the person that eliminates Lesnar. I feel like that's a really important note to make there. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's keep going after that. We had Ziggler yeah, out man. at 19. There was Anderson, a few more out. Go but, yeah, on. Edge, at, Edge at 21. Holy freaking shirt balls, dude. Yeah, like, dude. what a throwback. Like, that is, that is amazing. Like, just amazing. Oh, my good. Like, dude, like. I mean, uh, uh, how how wet? Speaking of a throwback, how wet are your socks right now? Are they wet? Are They're, they golden? You know what? My sho- I had sh- my shoes were filled up with with puddles of water, and I didn't know what was going on. Uh, it wasn't water. No, no, no. It was wet though. It was it was some sort of liquid that was a shiny tint of yellow, um, yeah. ammonia smelling. I don't. I'm I'm not Maybe sure because you peed. I probably peed, and both of them got filled at this point. Um, man, Edge looked fantastic, and he looks here to stay, and I hope he is. Um, him and his wife getting to be at Royal Rumble. Um, yeah. And then, dude, and then you got uh, poor poor Roman. You know, if cancer can't get you over, what can? You know, the cancer's already subsided for the crowd. You know, cancer yeah. got this man going, but they've already – They've already turned. They're already over the whole Roman Reigns thing, and and uh, it's just oh, yeah. 
It's a little sad, man. Uh, I feel like people legitimately just hate him in the Rumble even more than any other match. Like, just don't put him in the Royal Rumble. Like, yeah, he can they still win just, titles. Like, he's already won one. Just seriously, yeah. like, give him a singles angle and just stop putting him in the Royal Rumble. Like, it, he will benefit so much from never being in another Royal Rumble. Yeah, like, they were scared. They all of a sudden, everybody started getting scared. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. he's going to win. don't put him in the Rumble. Just, Please, God. Just don't put him in the Rumble. Yeah. And the thing that sucks is that's going to last now for out of the Rumble. Now everybody's turned on him, I feel like, at home and in the crowd. It's just like, man, this guy can't get over. It's so weird, nah, man. Monday Night Raw was like the next day, and they were fine. Uh, anyway, down to unless you have anything to add, man, it's down to Drew and Roman. Well, I mean, Matt Riddle came out at 23, and I thought I thought you yeah. were gonna, oh, I thought, yeah. I thought sorry, you were that's my boy. That's my boy. You're, I'm, sorry. You're, I'm you're trying liquidated. to liquidate everything was coming out. Yeah. I feel like we've been I've been I've been going too long, so I was trying to go. You you take a little bit of it since we're sharing it now. What, what, so you well, gotta, I mean, I felt like I mean, okay, the, okay. So I love the Edge return, right? The only thing that I did notice that Edge like took a really guarded bump with a deep six that like Corbin gave him that big like spit like huge spin mm-hmm. uh, back suplex. And Edge was, like, grabbing his head and, like, took the bump like this. And I was like, uh, dude, you can't come back and, and bump scared. Like, you yeah. just, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, because then it's, like, then it's not, then everyone's going to get scared. And that's not good. Like, we don't need that. Like The Rock always not, did that. Yeah. Like, don't, don't do that. Like, don't, 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 don't come back and bump scared. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, it's not, like, I'd rather you just not come back, to be completely honest. Like, I just, I don't. I don't want you to come back and then bump scared and have shitty matches. That would be way, way worse for everybody. Um, I agree. But, yeah, I mean, Edge ends up exchanging, uh, like, I have a really good exchange with Styles and eliminated AJ Styles. That's a pretty solid. When that happened, I was like, yeah, this is not just a one-off nostalgia thing. I was like, once, once that happened, I was like, there's no way they brought him back to go this far and he's not back. Like mm-hmm. maybe not full time, but maybe in a Brock role or maybe he'll wrestle for just one year. And like, maybe he will go full time for one year uh, or maybe he's just back for mania. Shit. I don't know, man. But like, I think that he's got some tread on the tires. The speech that he did on Monday night raw the next night was phenomenal. And he made it sound like he wants to be full time. He made it sound like he's going to be full time and they put him in an angle right away. And I'm pretty sure he's going to wrestle at showdown. So if you're wrestling in Saudi Arabia, you're probably full time. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, uh, Sean, Sean wrestled Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just being a little over eager. Did you uh, know I like Shawn Michaels? Have I told you? Guys? I'm not. I'm not sure. Did you? I know we've been doing this for Michaels? a year. Did, you, <sighs> did anybody? Yeah, but the Monday Night Messiah came out at 30. I'd, I'd say that's the only like noteworthy thing after that. Um, Seth freaking Rollins, man. Uh, the the thought of a potential like Rollins versus Edge program though has me like definitely half chub, uh, for sure. Um, Rollins has the help of Murphy and AOP and gets like the elimination of both Black and Owens. Wow. Uh, and then we're down to like Rollins, McIntyre, Reigns, Orton, and Edge, and they all just beat the butt cheeks off of Seth, and the crowd loved it, and so do I. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Rollins mark, but I thought that was the best way to book him. He needs to be the nasty, no good, dirty, rotten heel. And I thought it was awesome that all the other baby faces just beat the shit out of him and eliminated him. I think it actually helped him, so I'm good with it. Um, especially as a heel, it only helped him. Uh, the final four now, and man, uh, more of that R- rated RKO reunion that we saw before Edge tosses out Orton. Um, man, Edge and Reigns have an exchange on the apron, and Reigns ends the return. 
And Man. everyone got really scared because then it's Reigns and McIntyre for the finish yep. of the Royal Rumble. And everyone's like deathly quiet because they're like, oh, God, no. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. Please don't do it to us, Vince. Please don't do it. Please don't do it, Vince. And they almost did it. P- please don't do it, Vince. Please Vince? just don't do it. But McIntyre makes quick work. And McIntyre is the winner of the Royal Rumble and will face Brock Lesnar, as per Monday Night Raw, at WrestleMania. Dude, what a great, Dude. like a phenomenal Rumble. Like, so, it's may not number one, but top five. Top five Rumbles ever, in my opinion. Yeah, man. It's so cool that he had some fall from grace, man. Um, you know, he left the WWE and had to make his way back. I think it's so cool that he went from, you know, having to go to these smaller, you know, indies to TNA, and then he makes his way back to WWE for what? It's been like a year and a half, a year, and now he's in the Royal Rumble. Now he wins, and I love that it's somebody new and it wasn't Roman because, let's be honest, I was kind of worried it was going to be Roman as well. You know, it's like, oh, man, I love it that it's somebody new. I mean, he's not new, but it's somebody just it, I wasn't thinking it. I, I like it. And his story overall, man, that he went through everything of being Bret Hart's guy at one point. Yeah, and totally. they said Vince McMahon's golden boy. And he for some reason, he always had that that Bret Hart thing behind him because Bret Hart did an interview and it just like stuck that Bret thinks he's the guy and that he was Vince. And I think Bret in that interview said maybe in that. Inter- I don't know. said that uh, he's Vince's guy. But and then it didn't work out. And he left, and now he's back, and now he's the winner, and he's going to go on to WrestleMania. And I don't know what's going to happen, but it's it's I liked it. A very good turnout. Did I mean, what did you think about just the winner overall? I mean, this seemed pretty cool. Oh, no, I loved it. I thought Drew McIntyre, he's a guy that's deserved it for a long time. I feel like he's a guy that's been a front runner for a long time. I feel like since he's come back, he's been underutilized. So I'm excited to see them use him in such a large role. I've always felt like he's a great in-ring worker. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I loved everything about this Rumble. I gave this Rumble four and a half, maybe even four and three quarter stars. Like, And that's insane for a Royal Rumble. Like, that's, I mean, you don't. That, that, that's really hard to pull off. It was a great one, though, man. I really, really, really loved it. But that's going to bring us to the end here. So, KG Cass. My God, this is which it. Way did you, which way do you go? NXT Worlds Collide versus Royal Rumble <sighs> 2020. Which way do you side? Oh, man. You know, that's our – I never – wow. You know, I feel like I gave better grades to NXT, but Dude, I don't – Dude, Same. So yeah, so if I actually average out my stars, but I enjoyed, I gave, so I gave the Royal Rumble match an A plus. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I gave solid A plus. DIY and the tag match an A, and then a bunch of Bs and B pluses and a C. But I did give a D minus. Ah. It's hard. I didn't it's even hard. think about this is I didn't yeah. I, I I didn't come prepared. It's I didn't hard. think about who I was gonna make the winner. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and make a decision here for me at least. Look, I understand that my actual overall star rating was NXT Worlds Collide, but just for that Royal Rumble main event, I got to give it to Royal Rumble. Like, there's no way around it. Like, that was a fantastic Rumble match. Um, loved I, I, it. You got um, yeah, to. It's got to be the Royal Drew Rumble. Winning? I'm stoked for Drew WrestleMania winning? season for the first time in a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's... shook things up, man. Drew dude, McIntyre I, won the Royal dude, Rumble. Full disclosure, I watched Raw. 
I watched Raw. That what? never happened. What are yeah. you crazy? And, and it was good. I did not regret it. I enjoyed it. It was a good, really well booked Raw. Oh, you're wild, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm wild as hell. I'm just wild enough to shoot at. You know what else is wild enough to shoot at? This brand new format, baby. Baby. Woo! And that's going to take us on to the next show schedule that's going on. Man, I am so pumped to bring you the very first ever second year, the second season, if you will, mm. of Kayfabe Comparisons. And that's going to kick off next week. It's going to be February the 6th. It's going to be our top 10 wrestlers of the decade. From 2010 to 2020, the top 10 wrestlers that we have. I've got some notables on there, too, some honorable mentions. And then I have some noticeable failures on my list as well. So, uh, so we'll break that down. And then the week after that, in the brand new format, it'll be in a deep dive in the nostalgia show. So this time, we're still going to do a nostalgia show at least once every month. Uh, but instead of having a, a, another show to compare it to, what we're going to do is we're going to sit down and dissect the actual dirt sheets, what was happening at the time, uh, the storylines. Especially if we go like super late, like if we go in the 90s or the Attitude Era, we'll talk about what was happening on the other shows. So let's say, you know, on the 13th, we're going to be covering Royal Rumble 2000. So I'm going to be letting you guys know the WCW news at the time, how the Monday Night Wars are going at the time, what the ratings are, um, you know, what the scuttlebutt is in the backstage around this time in early 2000. That's going to be really, really fun. How pumped are you for like the next two shows? I mean, the whole new format? I'm excited to see how this works out, man. I think it's going to work out great. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Let's see what happens, man. Like we've said, it's it's sometimes it's trial and error. Let's see. I think this is going to be great. I think it's going to be uh, a better format. So I'm excited. Absolutely. We're I'm not going to let you down, though. We are going to be covering some new stuff on February the 20th. It'll be NXT TakeOver Portland. That's the next NXT pay-per-view event. On uh, February the 27th, it'll be the top wrestling video games of all time. Uh, yeah. That's another sweet spot for me and Cass, those video games. And then on March the 5th, it's going to be WWE Super Showdown 2020. Man, I am super pumped about this new calendar year. Thank you guys so much. Like, I know we say it at the end of every show, but, dude, a year long, and we're we are steady, like, climbing it's in downloads. It's an achievement. I, we're very grateful to, to keep going. We love doing this for you guys. One year in. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Be sure to follow us on our socials at kfabecom. K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Be sure to give us a five-star review, a follow, and a subscription on whatever podcast app you are using to listen to this right now. Thank you guys so much. We love you. It's been a year. Here's to five more awesome years of kfabe comparisons. That's going to do it for me. I am Mr. Know-It-All. He is the KG Cast Lush. And we are out. Good evening. Peace. Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to Well you better get used to the way the war bounces I see what you got Adventures and ounces But that's a brace boy Yeah That's a brace little man Break it down 
big man <laughs> Treat you like you're a little man Yeah Break it down Yo, tell me what it's like to be half a man It must break your heart to see what I am But that's a breaks, boy Tell me what to do Know who you're talking to